The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Seems to me, girl, you know I've done all I can. You see a big stall in the barrel. Yeah. It's why I'm easy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maxi, it's it's Sunday. What are you doing here? What what is your beautiful face doing, staring back at me? Well, I I mean, I've got no better to do with my weekend, so I thought, why not spend it with my second favourite person in the whole world? Oh, hey, thanks. Sharon's not here. I did mean the Rock, obviously. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie. I do normally have my laptop on at this time of night on a Sunday, doing various different things, and this is going to be yeah, usually masturbating. I was going to say this is going to be potentially the trickiest rank I've ever had, but I'm going to paraphrase. We're not even the past most them. difficult talk. <laughs> oh my goodness! And I know my kids have tuned in to watch this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hello, Charlie. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh my God, Charlie! I'm so- We're not even past. It's eight o'clock. We need to behave. We're not past the watershed. It's it's a new day, though, so anything could happen. I suppose. I mean, does the does that still apply the watershed? Like the, you're not allowed rude stuff on telly in a day, are you? Unless you enter the pin number on your on your box now. I, I think the thing is uh, with with YouTube, we can watch it anytime. I mean, just because we're live now doesn't mean someone can't go back and watch it um, at a later date, and they may watch it pre-watershed so mm. i think it's Do we uh, have a... the, the wild west obviously on the on the um uh podcast version of the shows there's a little e which means excellent you know? <laughs> it definitely does not mean that <laughs> <laughs> no it means it means <laughs> it means explicit this or podcast is excellent yeah, definitely listen to this one um but do you get that on youtube i suppose you get youtube kids don't you so would it would it edit us out would we be able right, to be so... on so when you uh, upload videos to YouTube, you there's a there's a a, a seg- section where you put is this for kids, which is essentially you, you, you're saying whether it's going to be adult orientated or not. Okay. Okay. I suppose <laughs> we com- are rated C for not C for <laughs> cancelled. <laughs> I suppose you know running my own network, I should probably know this sort of shit. But <laughs> but there we go, mate. There we go. It's it's chain wrestling live on a sunday it's mm-hmm. our special sunday summer night slam heat or something edition which mm-hmm. is a catchy name and, and it's time. all because you wanted to to placate the liverpool fans in in the cwf it is which is shocking absolutely shocking so we didn't have to make them choose between the football and and chain wrestling mm. and obviously i i screwed that up because Liverpool were on Monday night last week. Well. last week. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even realise. <laughs> uh, I've left my door just so everyone's aware. In case you hear any noises or anything like that during during the show, I've left the door to the room I normally you know, 
record or broadcast or whatever in slightly ajar because in theory this should help with my internet signal and my internet has been brilliant today touchwood you know um however I have just heard a cat meowing and the door move. So I will pre warn oh, people. Running by lemon. <laughs> I will pre warn people. Meow. Oh, dear me. Anyway, anyway, anyway. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Super Special Sunday Summer Night Slam Heat Live with Mags and Sai, a Radio Techers production hand in hand with the SJP World Media Network. Episode 89 of Chain Wrestling this week. We're approaching that triple figure as Maggie very quick, aren't we? We certainly are. We certainly, we certainly are. So 11 weeks away oh. from 100. I am Sai, and with me as always is the empty arena to my empty belly. Maxi, I've been really, really busy today, and I've literally forgotten to eat, honestly. It's 8 o'clock at night, and I've barely eaten. I've been that busy with research and recording and stuff, but I You're love wasting it. away. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, mate. The, <laughs> the halftime Super Bowl to my in need of a bowl of anything, cornflakes, uh, muesli, I'll take anything. I'm that freaking hungry. Yes, that's it. Food is dominating my mind right now. A podcaster who always brings the Sunday night heat, the podfather himself, Lord Mags. It's a joy to be joined by you again. Oh, well, it's a joy to have it an extra day early because it means I don't have to scramble on a Monday to, to watch some wrestling and, and do a bit of research. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's weird having it on a Sunday, but yeah, it, 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 I feel like it's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe it's something we, we do more regularly. Who knows? Mm, well, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Cause I'll be honest, I, I recorded Doctor Who pod this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought in my head, I had planned everything out perfectly. Okay? So, Maxi, you, anti- you can anticipate <laughs> where this go. is going to go. <laughs> I thought I had planned all of this out pr- you know, properly, time-wise, and so on. Um, it turned out uh, around ten past seven. I, I finished recording Doctor Who pod about ten to seven, seven o'clock. So I think it's like you know an hour. Grab a bite to eat, sort myself out. Lovely. About ten past seven, I went shit. I ain't watched the match. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> so the yeah. whole, the main, the main part of this show, and you left it to an hour ago to do it. Yeah, I was saying to Sharon, I felt a little bit rushed, but I think that's because. I, I, you know, I, I took on too much this weekend. If I'd done like my research in the week, it would have been fine. But I'm going away next weekend. I'm, I'm off to a festival, so I'm not about for a couple of days. So I'm trying to sort of get stuff in before I go away. Same with work and all that sort of stuff. I'm trying to balance it all mm-hmm. out. And I think I just misjudged everything. <laughs> it happens. It, it, I mean, I've I've uh, done podcasts where 
I've had to watch the the episode of Raw whilst we were recording, so it mm. happens. Brilliant stuff. Uh, <laughs> who is with us in the chat, my friend? Well, we've we packed. Uh, we've confused your poor your poor better half. It's <laughs> Sunday night. You know what that means. Wait, what? Well, a day early, same uh, same shit, different day essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Griffin saying, I know we recorded the Doctor Who pod, but I have had time travelled into the future. Uh, <laughs> You're one of the You certainly have, sir. You night, certainly mate. have. Yeah, we're doing this for your benefit, Griffin. Your benefit. Stop being a Liverpool fan and we didn't have, we would still be on Mondays. <laughs> it, it says, no, Sharon, <laughs> I don't know what it means on a Sunday. Uh, and he said, already breaking into like the, the masturbation talk and he's saying, this is amazing. That's what um, the E stands for, mate, next to the podcast. Excellent. Erotic. <laughs> That's erotic. What it stands for. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sunday night, sir, or is it or should it be magazine night heat? Actually, oh, Sa like came up with uh a, a tagline for this very episode on WhatsApp and it was the most catchy catchy uh, catchphrase. Yeah. Have it's ridiculous. Poster? I don't, I don't do Twitter anymore. So have you, never, have you not seen the poster? Seriously, I don't look at the junk the you put up. No, I, I, to be honest, I barely, you know. <laughs> keep running for the chat, and I'll find and it. And Sharon says, if you hear a cat, it'll be Billy. Um, ah, okay. Uh, Dan Griffin, cocky hand with SJP. Well, now that is a podcast that you can't <laughs> just listen to. You, you have to watch that. That's got to be a video podcast. It's Matt about farming, has, chickens and stuff, obviously. Meow, 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 meow. Uh, I think Matt <laughs> is doing an impression of Billy the Cat. Yeah. Uh, and Morty's uh, stunned that we're on a on a Sunday, and he's just munching on his beef. Well, Morty, if you'd have joined me a mere few minutes earlier, you could have got munching on on the beef out of the way, and uh, you could have uh, took part in in chain wrestling with us. So, um, Dan has said it's because my night versus uh, Liverpool's on tomorrow night. And Morty's like, yay, I don't <laughs> care. Okay. I'm a United said, fan, and I barely care. And Dan says, this is the exact reason why we switched it, because he says he would just do what he did this week and sack you off for the footer. Well, we didn't want to put you in that position, Dan, where you would feel guilty about sacking us off to watch Man United come back from a uh, uh, horrific start to the season to absolutely lay the smack on Liverpool. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's so not going to happen. It's going to be our 15 nil. I said to our lives earlier, I goes, oh, we're doing chain wrestling later on. And Liv went, oh, right, okay. Um, so you know, instead of Monday, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And she went, oh, is that so you can watch United lose Monday night? <laughs> like, yeah, cheers. Can you, <laughs> can you imagine if we went the other way with, uh, with, with um, uh, like rescheduling chairs and if we'd have gone on after the football, you would have been a sour, sour, cranky fucker. Um, I don't know. I mean, yes. to be honest, it's, it's, that, that's a really interesting thing. And it does, it is part of a conversation that, me and Sharon have on on Power Palace that's come out this week talking about my reactions to football and so on and how she has to put up with so much but I think because I'm kind of expecting us to be shit now I'm kind of okay with it <laughs> <laughs> I have grown to be disappointed yeah then Maxie yeah look, 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 look. I made this and it's so good can you make that out? I can it's very bright Jesus Christ it's, it's, it's just that. a cat it's just a name that rolls off the tongue Sunday, summer, night, slam, heat. Yeah, it's great. 
that's marketing, mate. That's marketing. All the S's that sticks in your mind. Marketing <laughs> genius. It sticks in your mind like a like a splinter. <laughs> and Dan is already prepared for the Man United win. Oh, okay. Interesting. We'll have to find out next Monday and you know let everyone know how, how things went if they don't already know, I suppose. Yeah. Uh Magsy, what's how's your week been then, bud? We haven't we haven't covered this, have we? What have you been up to? What's been going on? Yeah, I mean, standard week. Uh, busy uh, yesterday. So much uh, of the, the combat uh, martial arts slash boxing on, on yesterday. There was a PFL, um, Venom Page making his uh, his PFL debut. He he got beat. Then, um, oh no, he, he made his debut at Bare Knuckle. We had uh, the PFL Million Dollar Tournament, which uh, Kayla Harrison uh, went through to the next round. Then we had the boxing, which... Uh, you were tempted to bring up for a, a pimple dick, uh, and then uh, UFC um, and um, Leon Edwards, uh, a guy from Birmingham, shocked the world by absolutely starching the pound for pound best MMA fighter in the world to become oh, okay. the new UFC um, welterweight champion. Oh, and nice. he, he was—he had a really good first round, uh, Leon Edwards. Um, but um, the champion Kamara Usman dominated for the next three and a half rounds um, and getting to the final minute, it was almost like everyone was resigned to uh, to Edwards losing on, on uh, points. And he landed a head kick that just put Usman fast asleep. His eyes rolled in the back of his head, his toes, uh, his toes curled up. It was glorious to watch. Absolutely glorious. I love a good knockout, mate. I love a good knockout. Oh, it, 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 it came from absolutely no way. He was losing the fight. It's as simple and clear. He needed a finish. And he uh, he, he fainted with a with a, a rat, hit the left head kick, and good night, Usman. Why? Okay. So, I'm going to have to look that up. I think he's the second UFC champion from Britain now behind Michael Bisping. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Oh, it's good to see the Brits doing well at stuff like this, though, isn't it, eh? I mean, we've always been half decent yeah. at a scrap, aren't we, to be fair? Yeah, uh, where we struggled was wrestling. Um, because in in the States, wrestling is a massive in, in college. Collegiate wrestling is mm-hmm. can uh, make or break a, uh, somebody's uh, af- athletic career. But in the UK, we don't have anything like that. It's usually football, rugby, cricket, all kind of like non-kind of uh, contact sports. Uh, but we are starting to get better. There's a, a big uh, Sambo um, uh, uptake in, in the UK, so we are getting a lot better at wrestling. Uh, and, and with MMA becoming more popular, you've got more kids going and, and, and training. So, yeah, we're, we, we're becoming to be a big force in the in the MMA world. Yeah, there's an MMA training place literally probably 10 minutes from the house, to be fair. They're popping up all over, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Uh, I, as I said, had had pretty a, a busy weekend. I've I've been recording and, and and editing and and all this sort of stuff. And but I love it, mate. It's been great. It's been great. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've kept myself busy and I've kept myself out the wife's way, so that's, so she she's happy as well. Win <laughs> <laughs> win. Yeah, she's downstairs at the moment watching the show, working away on more products for RBF Luxuries as well. The work never stops, so make sure everyone goes and checks out RBF Luxuries. Yeah, the little plug of the mug there. Look, plug of the mug. That came out. You know, I didn't quite mean that. Uh, I know words. <laughs> on the com- on the on the note of t-shirts magazine, August twenty fourth. 
for a few days. Our t-shirt supplier is running a sale. 35% off. Uh, well, ordinary standard tees are reduced a certain amount, and it's up to 35% off on everything else. So <laughs> however much, I think they come down to about 11 quid-ish, which you can't argue with, can you? Yeah, you can. Uh, new designs will be up in time for that, but the sale starts on the 24th. So all the links we put out on our social medias, and that, that applies to Nitro Knights, Power Palace, um, uh, the, all the all the new shows as well. They're all going to have bits and bobs there, so go and check it out. And uh, yeah, also on that note, people on Twitter and so on, give us some feedback. Let us think. Let us know what you think of the new shows on SJP World Media and and the stuff that Benny Max bringing us. The stuff that. Uh, Tyler Peters is doing with our good friend Scottish Danny uh, all the stuff that we we bought over for example Dot Two Pod Nitro Nights and so on and then of course the new shows that are starting up on the podcast as well give us your thoughts really interested in uh, you know knowing what people think Magsy mate yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the criticism uh, and, and the advice can only help make the, the network uh, bigger and better. Uh, tells us what you're enjoying and what needs to change to, to uh, keep that enjoyment uh, going. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I won't change, fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, it won't, it, and I won't even read any of your Twitter comments. <laughs> oh, there we go. No, I'm, I'm obviously being uh, silly. Of course I am. Shock. shock horror yeah um i suppose then magsy we should chuck some crap in the old hall of lame shouldn't we get rid of oh, some so, old, so old, you're old. not you're not doing the old pimple dick you've teased scottish danny saying that pimple dick is back and you're not going to do it i'll be honest shall i tell that? you why you're not going to do it because you didn't watch the fucking boxing match did you you I were just getting match, you were just getting your information third hand i was i was i was yeah. and i looked into it and then i saw Obviously, for those unaware, we're referring to Anthony Joshua here and his, shall we say, odd behaviour after the fight when he lost to Usyk this weekend. Now, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna click the button. Pimple, dick alert! Oh, a teeny weeny. Uh, see now, people are going to expect a rant, and I'm not sure I'm prepared. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we can we can tag team it because I did watch the fight. Okay. Okay. And now, I I don't know exactly why the behavior was the way it was however this guy and I, i'm gonna look at it anthony joshua I, i'm i'm into boxing to a degree but i'm not i'm not as, as into my combat sports as, as you are magsy or, or dan griffin or, or various other people we know i, I met my wife and her friends went into it as well i enjoy it but I'm, I'm far from an expert however one thing i do like to think i'm relatively good at is being a parent and i have you know four children and they look up to sports people all over the place anthony joshua is a role model in theory whether people want to think that or not however how he behaved after this fight it doesn't really you know it's not the best behavior in you know in mind when there are people who look up to this guy is it maxi do you want to sort of talk us through what he did and how he behaved so um, this was the rematch from the the fight with uh, um, Alexander Usyk, and and I, I along with say si, I'm not a, a massive expert in boxing. I'm more of an MMA guy. I know Dan Griffin is a way bigger expert than me, but uh, essentially these two um, have have kind of had very similar journeys in boxing. 
both uh, competed in the 2012 uh, Olympic Games, both made their way to being professionals. Uh, Usyk uh, was a, a lower weight, I think he was a, a cruiserweight, and Joshua obviously a heavyweight. Um, now, when uh, Joshua and Usyk uh, faced off um, the first time, um, Usyk dominated, absolutely dominated uh, Joshua. Um, yeah, I saw that fight. Now, this one was a little bit more even, um, but the thing with uh, Usyk is he's, he's a generational talent when it comes to boxing. He's the, the type of uh, boxer that is always learning uh, to the point where he learns during the fight. He'll change up his game plan and he'll, uh, he'll change up his uh, approach just by reacting to what he's uh, what he's seen in 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 the ring, um, and he had Joshua's number. It's as simple and clear as that. Joshua had a lot more success this this fight than he had the last fight, but the, at, at the end of the day, he he just lost to a better fighter. Now mm-hmm. uh, there is uh, some. Uh, hints that Joshua maybe has a concussion and that was a, a bit of an effect. Uh, there's a lot of talk of his uh, team kind of uh, throwing him out um, to the wolves and, and kind of leaving him to uh, to uh, die on his own sword. Um, a lot of people are saying maybe his team should have pulled him in when he started doing the, the ranting. Um, but essentially threw his titles away after the fight. Um, yeah in uh in quite uh an angry mood but he then kind of like 180 and was so respectful to to Usyk saying how good uh, good of a boxer he was and uh uh went into a a, a long-winded rant about uh how um Usyk is a warrior because of what's going on in in the Ukraine. Uh, the the war is not good, which was just so cringy. And then he started tell, telling um, people that um, if it wasn't for boxing, he would be arrested. He'd be in jail and, and things like that. And he uh, people want him to have combinations like Rocky Marciano, but he's not fourteen stone. He's eighteen stone and stuff like. That. Um, you could tell his brain was a little bit uh, scrambled. Uh, and as Dan says in, in the comments, um, he made himself look a bad uh, bell end, but his team team leaving him out to do that was uh, was not um, was not a good thing for him. And I think um, the pressure of this fight uh, and kind of what was what would have happened post fight has, has really got to uh, Joshua so um, there was so much um, so much weight on his shoulders to beat Usyk and then go on to face Fury uh, for kind of like the biggest fight in boxing history and he wasn't able to, to beat Usyk so now he's essentially back to the drawing board he's lost back to back fights and he's pretty much out of title contention which uh, for, for him is is very very new territory so uh yeah he uh i don't think it's a full pimple dick because there's a lot of factors in there uh but he's certainly uh half a pimple dick mm. yeah yeah it's just there's a way to lose isn't there mm-hmm. and i i feel that he he let himself down with some of the things even if you are incredibly frustrated with how this has gone on and there's so much that it was riding on this for you, the whole picking up of the belts and throwing them on the floor. Yeah. That's not 
that's not a slip of the tongue. That's not a he said something daft. That was definitely temper. He that, that, that's not a spur of the moment thing either because he's picked the belts up and he held them for a second or two or maybe even longer, didn't he? It wasn't a case of pick them up, lob them. He had them in his hands, and you could see like he stood there for. A, there was a pause. Mm-hmm. So that's that's not a case of oh just lob him and be done with it spur of the moment he's pissed off that that that's all i don't want to say premeditated because uh, no maybe it's not as extreme as that but there's thought that's gone into that he has done that with a certain level of intent in mind young kids watching this you know young kids especially when you i'm, I'm a father of four and my my eldest is is my son the other three are, are girls now lots of girls would have been watching this card because of the, there was quite a historic ladies boxing match on this show as well, Maxie, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. And the ladies, I saw the press conference and the ladies were talking on, on their press conference. The one, the one lady especially was talking about how historic and important this is for young girls watching this event and watching these ladies fight in, in Saudi Arabia, wasn't it, Jeddah? Now, when you put that into context with what happened later on, is that setting the right example for these? Uh, again, I'm a father of girls. My young girls watching that, I would have been disgusted if they'd looked at it because they're going to look up to these people and think that's how you can behave. Yep. You're absolutely right. Um, and James, uh, with a, a brilliant comment, he went full Hogan. He went Hogan Royal Rumble 1992, didn't he? It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> this, AJ doing his best. This, this ain't going to work for me, brother. Oh, man. Hogan in 92. What a stroke. Uh, <laughs> James, I did notice as well that you posted in the chat this. You're normally, I think you refer to yourself as an audio wanker. Nobody is an audio wanker. I work bloody hard on those audio shows. Okay? <laughs> so thank you so much for listening, first of all. But also, this is, I suppose, the, the joy of doing a Sunday night on the random, mm-hmm. I guess, because we're getting people who normally listen to the audio joining us for the live. So that's, that's awesome because these people interact with us on Twitter and now they can be part of the live show as well on the Sunday, which is, which is fantastic magazine, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and whilst we've got James in the chat, um, it would be remiss of us not to, to say how amazing it is to see him have so much goddamn success. I mean, um, going from uh, being involved with him at the very, very start of uh, his, his journey to see where he is now. I mean, um, Cafe Derene uh, De doing absolute gangbuster numbers, um, being mentioned in multiple um, wrestling media outlets. Yeah, uh, so uh, glad to see one of our own really kind of smash it and, and, and take the ball and run with it. Yeah, so we're massively proud of you, James. I've got to admit, I didn't think it was that James. <laughs> just thought it was a different <laughs> random James. No, no, not a random James. There's a, there, I think there's three different Jameses that interact with us on, on, on the Twitter machines. So I, I just thought I'd go edge my bets and just talk as though I'm talking to all of them. I apologise. But yeah, Cafe wow. Direct. Oh, man. See, so they get Kurt Angles on there. Yeah. Amazing and, and, stuff. Amazing stuff. Oh. Ah, there you go. Wrong James, look. I told you. I told oh, you. Is this 80s and 90s wrestling, James? Please answer in the chat, my friend, if it is. Brilliant. Hello, this is Benny. Hello, I'm Jack. And this is the trailer for The Nothingness Show. This is a show about everything and nothing. What does that mean, though, Jack? It means about everything. 
So, video games? Yep. Movies? Yes. Chocolate bars? Yep. Current events, scones, cakes, news, world events, sock pucket bits? Yeah, about everything and nothing. Awesome. Join us every Sunday on SJP World Media in podcast form. And coming soon for your eye holes, you can see us on Facebook and YouTube. Check the links below. So, um, I look a pillock. Shock horror. There you go. There you go. <laughs> anyway, if that James does listen, we are proud of you. This James, well, we're not as proud of you then. To be I fair. am. <laughs> yeah, we're on. <laughs> we love. We we're love proud all of James. all James. Yeah, all James. But people named Mark, they can fuck off. No. Not all. <laughs> <laughs> do we have any listeners called Mark? Because I pick that name at random. And if we do have listeners called Mark, I really apologise. If we it. did, we don't now. <laughs> Uh, Maxi, shall we get rid of some garbage and crap into the chain wrestling hall of lame? About bloody time we. The hall. A Sunday edition of Hall of Lame. Disposing of the awfulness, the embarrassing, the cringeworthy in the professional wrestling world. What made you shudder and embarrassed when non-wrestling fans thought, oh, let's have a look what they're into. And that popped up on screen and you just thought, oh man, I look a right tall now. Magsy, what you got for us? Well, man is none of those things. Uh, man Brilliant. Is, uh, <laughs> man is just, um, it's, I just feel disappointed. Um, and man is also a very, very recent one, like literally this week recent. Um, it's the, the, the announcement that the WWE are closing NXT UK. Ah, yes. And the, the reason why it's for me, it's going in the hall of blame is because of what NXT UK originally did to the, the, the Brit rest scene. I mean, obviously, it was uh, counter-programming to uh, RTV bringing back World of Sport, um, uh-huh. and it was part of the Triple H's uh, uh, idea of global localization and NXT in all the major territories. Uh, and the issue was it, it kind of hoovered up all of the big independent uh, British talent to the point where uh, a lot of the smaller um, uh, companies were really struggling to to um, find that that big name talent to draw people to, to watching their show, uh, and then WWE kind of doubled down by uh, having in the contracts that these wrestlers couldn't even uh, appear for for the other companies, never mind wrestle. So it really kind of affected the British scene really really hard uh to a point where a lot of people were worried that it was the demise of the british wrestling scene uh thankfully um it we haven't quite seen that it did take a massive hit but we are getting to the point where it, it's it's building back up again but we did see some casualties on 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 the way Southside wrestling uh one of the the major ones especially when wwe pulled out uh loads of uh talent for their final show and, and uh cody and aw kind of uh, did the good thing and and mm-hmm. and sent a lot of talent over um but at least we had a wrestling show that the UK uh, and the rest of the world could watch in NXT UK. Um, some really good wrestling. I, I would argue that uh, alongside 205 Live, it was probably some of the best 
in-ring work that the WWE produced. Uh, way better to watch than, than Raw and SmackDown. Um, some um, absolutely amazing matches on there. I mean, the whole tournament for the first champion with Tyler Bate uh, winning, and then you had uh, Volta in there just absolutely destroying people. Uh Volta versus Dragonoff, uh, a, a five-star classic. Uh, all the matches with uh, with uh, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate and things like that. We it was it was a cool little show that that the UK could call their own. Um, and whenever it was on the network and the American fans uh, were were watching it, they got to see just how passionate. UK fans were. I mean, we we sent shoes off if you hate Gibson around the world. People had no <laughs> idea what it was about, but yeah. everybody embraced it. And the kind of viewing dropped off. Um, we were not getting as many numbers on uh, the network. Uh, the BT Sport deal um, NXT UK wasn't uh, close to being the most watched show uh, in in that deal. So there were it was it was almost becoming. The, the best show that nobody watched. Now, uh, the costs for, for the show were pennies compared to uh, the, the main brands. I think the contracts were like £15,000 a year per wrestler, which is, in the grand scheme of things, it's it's minimum wage, it's very little money. Uh, so it it was not something that was done to to cut costs and for better uh, budget cuts. This was something um, that was done because WWE want to expand from the UK into Europe. Um, so this week we heard the news that uh, NXT UK is going on a hiatus, which we all know means goodbye. Uh, NXT uh, Europe is going to pop up sometime in September. But the issue is that they cut 21 wrestlers. Mm-hmm. From NXT UK this week, so uh, guys like Flash Morgan Webster, Wild Boar, Jack Stars, Mark Andrews, uh, Amale, Millie McKenzie, who I will still say has got the potential to be the best women's wrestler that there's ever been. That girl is so talented. Uh, Kirsty Bosley, Dave Mastiff, Ashton Smith, Shaw Samuels, Nina Samuels, Sam Gradwell, uh, Danny Luna, uh, Danny Luna, Pramit, Ro- uh, Rohan Raja. Kenny Williams, Amir Jordan, the biggest one for me, uh, Trent Seven, uh, Eddie Dennis, um, T-Bone, Tierman, uh, Zaya Brookside, Saxon Huxley. There is a kind of silver lining in this uh, in this dark cloud because they also got rid of Sid Scholar, who's an absolute knob jockey, uh, and how they were paying him a wage is 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 unreal. But yeah, for Fuck me. Andy. Yeah, I can't stand the the the, the twat. Um, but yeah, it's just sad that um, what could have been um, the the shining light of uh, of the NXT global localization uh, era has now uh, died a very very quiet, sad death. So yeah, for me, it's the closure of NXT UK. Yes. Um... I've got to admit, I'm one of those that probably didn't help the matter because I didn't watch NXT UK very often mm-hmm. at all. I've obviously got the network and my um, Virgin Media box, similar to Sid Scala, I suppose. Um, I've, I've got the Virgin Media box. You have like a serious thing. And every week it would record 
Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, on BT Sport. And I'd delete every single one every week. But I, I'd start it recording because I'm thinking I might watch it so it pops up. I never really did watch. However, a lot of the talent you just listed, I've seen at local shows mm-hmm. in Gloucester and around before they disappeared off to NXT UK. And the UK tournament itself, that the, the beginning, I suppose, of NXT UK to, to crown that first UK champion. How good was the in-ring content of that? That tournament was unreal. For for me, any time NXT UK was involved in 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 kind of like cross promotion um, shows, it, they they stole the show. I mean, you look at the World's Collide stuff; they were some of the best yeah. wrestling that WWE have produced over the 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 last few years. And thankfully, we're getting kind of like a swan song with a, another World's Collide. Um, but yeah, it's just a sad, sad state of affairs. And twenty-one super talented British wrestlers so hoovered up from the independent scene um, and then cast aside to a scene that's that's quite. It's been decimated. So um, hopefully they will be brought back in when uh, NXT Europe is is uh, is is brought is uh, started. But as long as Sid Scarlett's not involved in that. Um, I'm good. On that note, I would like to throw a mention out here to someone who was perhaps mocked a little bit in the UK wrestling scene when NXT UK started signing people up and so on. Mm-hmm. And that was the world of sport champion, Justin Sison. Yes. Now, he comes literally from, from my neck of the woods. He, he, he lives in Gloucester. Or did at least live in Gloucester anyway, or around this area, tra- you know, trained in Gloucester. Um, I believe he came through the Evolution Wrestling Academy, which is my local company. And he's been Evolution Wrestling Champion and worked with all the, you know, some incredible matches. He had a two out of three falls match with Yeston Reese that my wife and kids and I saw that honestly, it, it's still to this day, I wish I videotaped it somehow because it was that bloody good. Yeah. He released a statement when this whole NXT UK thing. Uh, well, I suppose anti-monopoly, I suppose, it w- was the vibe of what he said. And he was openly mocked a great deal and laughed yep. at and so on. Now, I, I, I remember that. Uh, yep. And he had a lot of great points. Um, uh, it was talking a lot of sense, but the rhetoric was that he was butthurt that he didn't get a contract. And I think I remember uh, Pete Dunn, uh, leading the charge and lots and lots of kind of like uh, NXT UK uh, wrestlers were kind of sent sent out, kind of like the dog sat on him and he was essentially shouted down. Um, oh. Yeah, poor, poor guy. I mean, I didn't fully agree with what he said. Uh, no, no, no. no, there, no, was, no there was a little bit of sour grapes in there for sure. Um, but but yeah, the, the wrestling community absolutely shouted him down and it mm. turned out a lot of what he said came true. Yeah, and again, I'm I'm not backing Justin Slyson because uh, I, again, I've met the guy. He was always very nice to me. He was nice to us. Gloucester folks stick yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. But a lot of what he said was, I suppose, was a little bit like "Wow, wow, poor me." However, like you said, actually, there was some elements of truth in there as well, especially now in hindsight, looking back, and I hope that 
maybe on some level there's a little smile for Justin Slosom. He might be thinking, okay, I don't want to be happy about this, but what I fucking am. Just see with his cape around him like that. <laughs> <laughs> so he laughs in a way that's sort of like a combination of um, Vince McMahon and Santa Claus, does he? <laughs> <laughs> it was me Pete done all along yeah, and again I, I, I fully back the guys who, who who mocked him as well because they got signed up and it was a great opportunity for them so I, I'm not taking sides I'm just saying it's ironic no. now that you know this has happened and Justin Sosom maybe didn't quite get a fair crack of the whip in was it 2018 or 19 yeah. or something like yeah. that wasn't it well, it was uh, June 2018 that um, NXT UK was announced. I think the first okay. show was maybe October. Um, but but yeah, um, I think it was uh, there was some uh, sour grapes there from from Justin, uh, and the guy was was talented. He was really really yeah. good on uh, on uh, on World of Sport. Um, and I have no um, problem with any of the wrestlers signing for uh, NXT no, UK no, no. because at the end of the day, it's guaranteed income. Um, it's doing a job that you love. Uh, it's wrestling for the company that 99% of the world, that's their aim as a wrestler. They want to wrestle for the WWE. That was the, they're in. I understand that they had a, a world-class uh, performance center. Um it's just the damage it did to the the UK scene by hoovering up all of the top talent in one kind of fell swoop, just for four years later for it to be, uh, well we're bored of this now. Um, off you go, lads, uh, to a back to a, an indie scene that couldn't pay them anywhere near the money that they they were they were getting before. So, mm. So hopefully this uh, influx yeah. of new talent will kind of boost the the scene and uh, and we'll get back to that. But um, yeah, uh, it's just sad to see it go. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, my Hall of Fame inductee this week uh, is a lot more straightforward than uh, yet again, Magazine. Yours is so in depth and as if Mad was convoluted. Well, no, but it, it's so. <laughs> what you mean is i've researched man and you only had an hour yet to fit in a sunday <laughs> night heat and now it's shit what do i hate in wrestling <laughs> nah it's, it's it's something that i've actually told you in for a while and other things have popped up beforehand and this because i've got to put this guy in or not this guy but this particular gimmick okay and what i'm going to do here is i've got a little bit online that i'm going to just going to read a few lines from because it sums up the build-up to this individual debuting probably better than I could I could verbalize myself. Okay. In 1995, Jerry Lawler lost a Kiss My Foot match to Bret Hart at King of the Ring at the King of the Ring pay-per-view. The King needed special dental treatment after having his own rotten foot stuffed in his mouth. And he then came back to the WWE with his dentist, Dr. Isaac Yankum. He was cross with Bret Hart for making Jerry Lawler's teeth that bad. We had various vignettes showing Yankum working on patients, whilst also exposing on a regular basis his own incredibly poorly kept teeth. My entrant into the Hall of Lame this week is the legendary Kane in a former guise. And no, I don't mean the fake Diesel. The stalker. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Isaac Yankum. Now, this was terrible. 
and it's, oh, it's one of those moments where <laughs> the teeth about i got a thing about really manky horrible teeth and uh, coming from gloucester i see a fucking lot of them i'll tell you that night wait, wait till we're in, uh, inducting gene snitsky then oh god what but <laughs> this this is just so nonsensical the whole premise of why he came to the, the guy is seven foot tall the guy is a trained professional wrestler the guy is going to go into a program with Bret Hart, who, let's be honest, is one of the greatest of all time. He could carry, the, I know that the, the cliche is carry a broom handle to a passable match. Bret Hart could do that. Why do you need it to be a case of this guy is the fucking dentist for Jerry the King Lawler for it to make sense? Why can't you just think of something better? That Why can't it just be, oh, this, I don't even know, but... I imagine the CWF could literally in the next 90 seconds give us God knows how many alternatives to bringing this seven foot monster in to assist Jerry Lawler in his feud with Bret Hart that led to a match at SummerSlam 95 and then a cage match on Raw. I think was it the week after or the week after that? Maybe something like that, which ultimately ended the feud. And then Yankum hung around for a little bit, disappeared, came back as fake diesel, disappeared, came back as Kane. So it wasn't even like he was around for very long. But why? It's just such a stupid... I'll tell you what it is. The word is lazy. It's fucking lazy. They think they're being creative, but it's shite. And it's just embarrassing. And it's one of those moments where... Again, I always use this as an example. Yeah, they needed someone to fight the plumber and the bin men, Dan Griffin says in the chat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's what I, I use this always as an example uh, for the Hall of Lame segment because it's kind of where the Hall of Lame originated from in my, in my mind and that, that kind of the seed for where it sort of grew from. If my dad walked into the room halfway through an Isaac Yankum vignette, he would openly mock me and roll his eyes and I would be embarrassed. <laughs> so if that doesn't tick the boxes for a Hall of Lame induction, I don't know what does, my friend. It, it's shocking that it's not gone in way before now because, yeah, it's it's just so 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 terrible. It's just. I mean, it, it was smack dab in the middle of the. Every new gimmick has to have a career. Uh, like like uh, Dan said, we had uh, plumbers, we had bin men, we had uh, people who played hockey, boxers, all that kind of um, shenanigans, and if you compare this kind of introduction and then the introduction of fake diesel to the introduction they had with Kane, it's like night and day. I mean, to be fair, I'm glad that we didn't get an amazing uh, uh, Isaac Yankum run because maybe we wouldn't have got Kane. Um, So Mm. in a way, I'm happy that this failed and I'm happy that um, the um, fake diesel failed because we got one of the best wrestling characters uh, that, that we've ever, ever got one of the best gimmicks that we've ever, ever got. And yeah, he absolutely ran with the, the Kane um, character. So, I'm I'm happy that it failed, but we didn't need it at all. So, yeah, it definitely deserves its place in the Hall of Fame. We might have still got the Kane character, but it would have been played by, well, a Crush or fucking Adam <laughs> Bomb or some nonsense, wouldn't it? You know, Jesus wept, <laughs> Jesus wept. Or they'd have brought back Giant Gonzalez again. 
<laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> this guy you beat three years ago at WrestleMania, he's, he's actually your real brother. <laughs> he's your brother. <laughs> oh, there we go. Magsy, shall we dip into the chat quickly before we get on with this week's non-wrestling topic? Considering it's already 45 minutes into the show. It is. I mean, luckily we we're getting really good at, at bulking out the, the 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 beginning of the show, so we don't have to really focus on the shitty wrestling. Yeah, just talk wrestling for two minutes and be done. Here's where we're going next week. See you next. See you, see you Monday. <laughs> yeah. So we'll start here with our um, NXT UK killed the best chance wrestling had again back into the mainstream, uh, along with Tony Khan offering uh, RTB AW for free. That's another thing that bugbears me: the the fact that. Uh, AW is on a, a channel that nobody watches. That that mm. could have easily been like it could it, it could have been mainstream. But yeah, this is uh, this is the way it goes. Um, especially with Jay- sorry, Magsy, Especially with WWE going from Sky to BT at roughly the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, James says uh, confirming that he is the. The, the guy you thought he was and not the guy I thought he was. Uh, yep, and the twat who takes photos of old Nantes Hasbros and posts them on Twitter. I retweet those all the time from, from my There's account. There's nothing wrong with it. old Nantes Hasbros. They're amazing. I love it. Keep it up, James, honestly. I bloody love it. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I love looking at the old figures and the matches you're putting on. It's, it's awesome. Keep doing it. I'll, I'll keep retweeting it as well. And if anyone in the CWF or, or elsewhere sees one of James's tweets retweeted by myself, chuck him a follow because it's mm-hmm. great. It's not just a ring and two figures. There's like the backdrops. There's It's, it's bloody fantastic. I love it, mate. Yeah. A lot of effort gone into him. Um, Dan saying, Justin Sarsen must be basking in his rightness. Yeah, I mean... It'd be kind of uh, a bit morbid if he actually was throwing yeah. about about wrestlers uh, being out of work, but he was right. Um, Scotty Stanley saying, William Regal loved NXT UK. Uh, his story on how that initial tournament came together is quite the listen. Uh, and he said um, that NXT UK was very easy to watch. 45 minutes, simple ag- ag- angles and decent bouts, yeah. Uh, and Dan saying the best wrestling show nobody watched is Impact. Well, about three people watched that. So and they, I think they were getting more numbers than NXT UK. Ooh. And then um, Morty saying, close, Danny, any more takers? Um, oh, he asked about he's going to turn his work phone on for the first time in two right. weeks and see how Oh, yeah, he's got 350 off. emails. I think yeah. less than that, maybe 349. Just to be, just to be <laughs> pernickety. Um, Dan uh, is proposing uh, Brexit, uh, NXT UK. NXT UK means NXT UK. Uh, Breakaway from NXT Europe angle coming. Brilliant. The, the, <laughs> the European wrestlers can't, can't come in the country. They're stuck in a traffic jam on the border of France. <laughs> Brilliant. Christ on the back. Um, Oh, Dan say fuck Prime as well, creepy twat. More uh, asking what uh, um, Sid Scarlett did. Uh, and he said, uh, Dan confirming that he mentally abused Mariah May after she refused to sleep with him. Um, oh, I think that may be what Prime did. I don't know if that was what Sid Scarlett did, was it? Uh, but I'm he was sure. a bit of an odd one as well, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was very, very, he was incredibly odd. James said he bumped into Trent Seven at a local cricket uh, club. A uh, huge bloke and nice lad, just casually watching the cricket. I'm sure Trent Seven's name was brought up in the in the whole kind of Me Too um, rigmarole as well, weren't it? I don't think everything was a, a lot of that Me Too stuff. Names were brought up, 
but yeah, then, that's, I remember Tyler Bates' name being brought up as well, and people mm-hmm. that absolutely not true. Yeah, and then the, the, you know, certain people accused of certain things, but nothing ever came of it. Whereas other people, mm-hmm. things did come of it, and there was proof. So I think we need to be very careful yeah, with how we. That, uh, Travis yeah. Banks, who I who I supported for a long time, ended up being an absolute fucking wrong good. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Um, Dan Griffin, Sars fellow cheese rolling ambassador, Justin Sizem. <laughs> And <laughs> Scottish Daddy, I will never get tired of my Gloucester <laughs> impression. I, 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 I just flew into it easy. It's almost like yeah. I'm, I'm from Gloucester. If I, I rock around Gloucester that. like that, <laughs> if I rock around Gloucester talking like this, they'd think I was, they'd oh. think I was a, a native. I don't know about that, mate. You're too many teeth in your mouth to be a nice mate. <laughs> He's now from here. He's got a full set of gnashers. <laughs> he looks nothing like somebody off Jeremy the Kyle show. <laughs> Dan Griffin says he saw Justice Eyes and wrestled Keith Lee once, and it was absolutely great. Oh, okay. um, and he said he loves it. The first thing I made Jordan uh, did was call up Tom Campbell and get on Desert Island Graps. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, it's more later on and says Tom Campbell is lovely. Ah, I, I adore Tom Campbell from uh, Cultolic. I think he's such a, a positive force in, in, in wrestling. I really enjoy him. He's, some of his comedy is a bit cringe, but he's, he's always really, really positive. Apparently, I sound like I'm from the Forest of Dean. Uh, that's never a good thing, my friend. Is it? Mm. Oh, if Jesus. you were from the Forest of Dean, then the good lady Mags would not only be your wife, she'd also be your sister. <laughs> that's, <her. laughs> that's very grim. <laughs> um, Dan's asking, if your dad walked in halfway through, you yanking what now? <laughs> oh, my good Lord. Teeth, like I was at Yankum, of course. Where are you going? <laughs> Brilliant. Kane has played by the one, two, three kid. Dan says uh, that was what Sid Scholar did. Yeah, I thought it was uh, Sid Scholar who, who was the creepy little shit. Um, he said he's not sure what Primer did, but there's reasons that North don't book him anymore. Uh, and Dan said Tommy's like that in real life as well. Been on the piss with him a few times. Lovely bloke. Uh, life at all the party and just a sweetheart. And he he gets a lot of grief online as well, like for being a shill. Um, and it's it's so unfair because he's just he's just so positive. I mean, he's probably the main reason why I'll watch cultholic news over kind of like what culture news. Plus, I don't like the bald headed one, Andy, or the ginger one. So I've got that's no not ginger. Who- that's because he's a wanker. Um, right. I've got no yeah, idea that, who any of these people are. That's because you don't keep up with the wrestling news. I don't need to. Because <laughs> all <laughs> your all your favourite wrestling happened like 25 years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we did a, a recording for Nitro Nights uh, yesterday, Scottish Danny and I, and it, we got to a pay-per-view stage. Something happened on the pay-per-view. I reacted like it was brand new news. I was like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Wow, that's the beer giving you kind of that concussion, I think. Yeah, so, you know, selective memory, shall we say. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh, there we go then, Magsy. There we go. Shall we jump across to Twitter then and have a little look at this week's non-wrestling topic? Let's do it, sir. NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. 
Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Okay. Uh, being on a Sunday, Magsy suggested, what about everyone's, I suppose, best Sundays or perfect Sunday? What would it entail? What would it do with regards to your food? Whether, you know, If you had a roast, what would your roast be made up of? All that. You know, everything that you could imagine, what would be your perfect Sunday? And we had some quite varying responses, Magsy, didn't we? We certainly did. Uh, and again, the 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 chain wrestling family did not disappoint. No, indeed, indeed. Uh, I will go through them in the order they arrived into us once again. So, well, that's the only order I know. How do you want me to do it? How do you want me to do it? Just do it, and I'll I'll do the the logistics <laughs> in the background. <laughs> I love you, Max. Um, <laughs> first of all, very very quickly with their response, our good buddies, and I always you know sort of read these tweets with what I closed, wincing and worried. Our good buddies at Five Nerds go. Uh, now we have here. This is not. Uh, I have to say, this is not all of the nerds. Uh, this is definitely Matt, who is okay. the 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 least filtered of the nerds right okay <laughs> uh early morning f1 okay good start breakfast with added toast shower crafty wank <laughs> <laughs> brilliant i'm i'm actually oh shocked he's he's left it this late to have a crafty wank yeah my kids listen to this jesus christ um roast dinner watching football yeah uh, go watch some live tussling. Have a KFC that, on the way home. That's wrestling. I hope it means yeah, not. Yeah I, I, yeah, I hope so. Uh, have a KFC on the way home whilst talking to a hobo on a train. Have a relaxing cider. Another shower. Maybe another crafty if I can be bothered. Then go to sleep. Yeah, he's proper structured out the day there, hasn't he? You know, that's a proper from the moment you get up to the moment you go to bed. Knows exactly what he wants. I mean, two crafties in a day is. It, is is that not rookie numbers? I, I... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh... <laughs> brilliant. Uh, Morty at Morty Jr. Five, um, soon to be a guest on the Doctor Who pod, discussing a Christopher Eccleston oh, story. That you poor bastard, my that scares the shit out of Dan Griffith. So I'm really, really looking forward to covering that. <laughs> uh, Morty says he would like to be able to sleep past 7.15, which is the latest he's managed in years. Have a cooked breakfast, the quality I want, but without having to actually cook it. Go for a swim in an empty-ass pool in the sun with some ice-cold, non-alcoholic, of course, cider, and finish it all off with, hang on a sec, a banging shit. (laughs) Sounds perfect. Yeah? There you go. There you go. Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin 21. Uh, he says his best Sunday would be a good breakfast. Anything from poached eggs on toast to a fry up. A few pints between 12 and two with my dad and granddad. Not any other time of the day though. Literally it has to be then. <laughs> yes. They've got exactly two hours and that's yeah. it. <laughs> Dan's time is very valuable. Uh, Liverpool play in the early kickoff. He then goes to walk the dog. Record the Doctor Who pod because his co-host is fucking amazing. I bet they just have enough characters to write that here. Um, a roast dinner, a few more beers, and then a bit of TV or video games. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Just chilling out and you know. Bit disappointing that you didn't sing 
you didn't signify where the craft is coming to that timeline. Yeah, we're curious now. When would you uh, no? No, we're not, we're not curious. We don't want to know. Uh, Dan says also. In fact, on the that's next dinner, week's question. How many times and the, what times do you have your crafties? <laughs> oh, so man, you'd be exposing people to their better halves, wouldn't you? You know, <laughs> just screenshotting all no, of the answers. No, it's ten fifteen. He's knocking one out now. Um, <laughs> and what's happening perfectly on time to disturb it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> just a picture of his nan or something. So <laughs> no, a picture of uh, a, a picture of us. Um, Stevie Richards from the Router Centre just looking at him whilst yeah. he's having a crafty <laughs> wank. <laughs> or Ivory. Ivory oh, when yeah. she was in Router Centre. Yeah, I reckon you can still succeed with Ivory. Anyway, anyway, uh, Dan Griffin <laughs> continues on the roast dinner. Lamb, mashed potatoes, roast potatoes, Yorkshire puddings, carrots, green beans, and loads of onion gravy made with the meat drippings. Nice. Mashed potato mm. and roast potato. See, I don't have that. What? I don't have mash and roasters. I'll have roasters. I don't have mash and roast. What? You don't have mashed potato on your roast dinner? No. Is that is that what other people... Is that what... I'm not putting up with that. That's that's illegal. Um, sorry. This is now just... Just the mag show. You don't have, ro- you don't have mashed potato on your roast dinner. That's, that's shocking. I hate that you've got control of that mute button, you know. <laughs> I mean, you, you have as well. You I literally have the same out. control. I can't figure that I, out. I'm, and I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't I'm, um, I'm going to do that as well to wind you up. I'm the wrong way around, eh? Put me back. There we go. <laughs> no, you need your meat, two kinds of potato, your veg, definitely a Yorkshire pudding, uh, gravy. Yeah, it's, you've got to have two kinds of potatoes. Yeah, see. You've got to. I don't know, because my, my plate is so full. My Sharon makes the Yorkshire put at home, and it's banging, so I get loads of that. And then she does roast carrots and, and, and all that. So I've got so much on my plate. I don't think I can even fit mash on there. Get bigger plates. I've got a plate that I refer to as my toasty plate, right? Is it oval? <laughs> no, it's a square. It's a massive bloody thing like that, and I can fit two toasters on there. It's a big old plate, and Sharon hates this plate because it doesn't match anything else in the house, but I love it. So when I have my roast dinners, I like it on my toasty plate because it's extra big. Why do you not have a second plate on the side for your, for mm. your mashed potato? Just literally a plate of mashed potato. Do you say that like it's a bad thing? No, okay, fair enough. We'll try that, Shah. Next time you're cooking a Sunday roast, Magsy says you have to make me that. Um, <laughs> it's a game changer. Oak <laughs> doke. Connor knows soccer at Connor knows footy on Twitter. Uh, obviously from the states, so the time difference works to his advantage here a little bit with regards to the football, I suppose. Uh, my regular Sunday morning is wake up at eight fifteen a.m., go to the kitchen, mm-hmm. make a cup of coffee and some scrambled eggs, bacon and toast. At around 8.50, go back to my room and turn on the TV for the 9am Premier League kickoffs. Wow, it's having That'd a crack. Weird, it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> That'd be weird, wouldn't it, watching footy at 9am? Yeah, it, it is. Uh, I always feel sorry for the likes of Tanner when we get an early kickoff and he has to get up at the crack of dawn to watch football. But mm. then again, they don't feel sorry for us when we're up until the stupid o'clock watching wrestling, so no, swings and roundabouts. Fair point. Uh, Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. 
He says, a perfect Sunday for me is getting to see my sister, brother-in-law and niece, having a drive around the shops and making each other laugh and then getting a nice meal to eat. Oh, that's lovely. That, he, he's the, the the most honourable member of the CWF, isn't he? That's mm. great, Danny. He is. He's, he's not sullied by our horrific senses of humour. He's just a, a nice, genuine lad. That's, a, that's heartwarming. But how many crafties did he have in that time? You'll have to to let us know, Danny. Uh, Yes, he says. (laughs) He did it today. He's literally. He's had a a quick Sunday crafter. Probably whilst whilst we were talking about crafties. Oh, I haven't got it done yet. So I might as well. (laughs) Like a check. Not one out. (laughs) Yeah, I've had dinner. I had a shower. Oh, damn it. I've forgotten that. (laughs) High Five Tom at High Five Tom on Twitter. He says here, honestly. Waking up, reading a sweet book, going to at official CW Mill that's W. In, that's insane championship wrestling in, in at, Milwaukee. Okay. Uh, at the world famous La Pica Lounge and then Brainbuster Boys or and Good Bad Wrestle for the Sunday night walk. I've also left out some of the other details with my better half. Ah, okay. The so craft is- but how classy of a of a day is that? I mean, waking up reading. I mean, was he sleeping whilst reading, and then he's awake to read, or is he walking about asleep with a book on his face? Yeah, just just the drool has stuck the page to him. Like, I have to peel it off <laughs> his lip. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's classy. That reading, getting up to to read. Um, yeah, what a what a what a gent. Hmm. Yeah, that's far too cultured for me, my friend. Uh, Joshua, unless Goodwin. it's a Sunday sport, say he's not interested in reading. Yeah, not even about reading, is it? That's all about looking at the pictures. Um, <laughs> Joshua Goodwin at Joshua Goodwin PW, uh, my co-host on the very, very soon to be arriving NXT Rise and Fall podcast. He says, my perfect Sunday usually involves throwing myself at the ground and shouting at people. I want to stipulate here. He's not just in the local park diving off. <laughs> just a, men- a mentalist. <laughs> yeah, he's not just acting all crazy and you know, people are avoiding him. Uh, Joshua is, is, is a wrestler. So, um, yeah, Joshua, Joshua Goodwin. Uh, otherwise, not, Christ- not Christopher Goodwin. Not Christopher Goodwin, no, which is what I referred to him as on the show previously and got it completely fucking wrong. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise time spent with the family. Might stick on some sport. Failing that, some old wrestling or some video games. P.S. And this is going to cause some heat. Roasts are highly overrated. Oh. oh. I, hope somebody, I hope somebody has a crafter into his salad now for that. Oh, oh man. <sighs> so nobody listened to that podcast because he's quite Whoa. clearly. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can if you want, just but just hate the podcast. Hate listen to it. Like people used to hate what? No, I mean, yeah. Uh, some people probably still do. I mean, mm-hmm. raw salt for everyone, I suppose. I mean, vegetarians are a thing, aren't they? So, yeah. A friend of mine um, used to have on his roast, I think I've said this before on the show, he'd have a couple of roast potatoes, a bit of gravy, and then a couple of potato waffles, and that's what he'd eat. Because, and the rest of his family. Yeah, and the rest of his family would have a proper roast, but that's all he'd have because he didn't like anything else. Potato, pot- I mean, 
it's at least he's sticking to the having two potatoes rule, mm, waffles yeah. and roast. But, but still. God, that that's fucking boring, isn't it? That's a lot of carbs and nothing else. Yeah, it, it, it is a bit odd, isn't it? Uh, MGB How Graham. How friends with him anymore? Oh, I'm, to be honest, I haven't spoke to him for quite a while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at MGB Graham on Twitter, he says, around a disc golf in the morning, Sunday lunch, and then some sport on TV in the afternoon. Now, this disc golf... There's something on Instagram that started popping up, and like you know, you get oh, you should follow this or you should follow that. Something about like the greatest disc golf shots or whatever, whether it was on Twitter, Instagram, I can't remember, popped up. So I followed it. So it now comes up on my timeline quite a bit. Some of these dudes with the frisbees and whatnot, that's amazing. It's still throwing frisbees in a big hole, isn't it? Yeah, but they got to bend it around the trees and all that sort of stuff. Jesus Christ, I'm just about to slay <laughs> this golf, and it up pops Graham. Um, no, it's amazing. They're so talented, uh, people who play disc golf. I've got the <laughs> utmost respect. <laughs> I think it should bastard. be in the Olympics. Olympics 2026, get disc golfing. It wouldn't surprise me at all if at some point that did become an Olympic sport. Honestly. I'd, I'd fucking quit watching the Olympics if it did. I reckon, I mean, they got so much different random stuff in there, and I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if disc golf became an Olympic sport eventually. Crafties will be an Olympic sport before disc golf. How would you judge that? Like distance of of shot, yeah, okay, speed, okay. <laughs> quite a few ways. Oh my goodness. <laughs> James in the chat at 80s and 90s wrestling. He says here, an early get up to get a train to some shithole with the missus and my mates for a Wolves away day. Get back into Wolves for some beers and a curry. Perfect day. Does it matter if Wolves have won? Does it sarry your mood? He didn't mention that. No. I think the fo- just going to the football is the fun. The, yeah. It's the taking part that counts. Is that the so? win is irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good day. I mean, curry on a Sunday. Hmm. Mm. I don't know how I feel about that, but you do you, James. You do you. Uh, Rob, at UTT Rob on Twitter. He says, quite simply, perfect Sunday, rain. So I don't have to mow the lawn. <laughs> He's so upbeat. I love how how positive and upbeat Rob is. He wishes it rains. Brilliant. Mm. Brilliant stuff. Steve-O, at Total Steve-O on Twitter. Uh, Steve-O has recently done a couple... Well, he's got a big, you know, series of solo podcasts. It's well worth checking out. You can find it on Spotify and everywhere else. But he recently did one, Magsy, inspired by our look at the Goldberg-Hollywood-Hogan match in Atlanta. Um, okay. we covered for the show didn't we and he's never enjoyed WCW seen bits never liked it never really watched it the way we explained he says quite openly on the podcast the way we explained the crowd and the excitement and so on he went back and watched it and reviewed it solo almost like a watch long in a way for his show and it was fascinating hearing him taking in this whole episode he'd watched the whole episode of nitro which is probably a bit overkill because that's two and a half hours that episode of nitro i wouldn't have bothered i'd have just watched the goldberg and the end of your obits that's kind of all you yeah. need well the the but, the scott hall and goldberg match for for the context yeah. and then 
Yeah, and it's a great listen. It's a great listen. I mean, the solo podcasts that Steve-O does, uh, I really, really enjoy. They're, they're great, and it's well worth going to check out. So you can find Steve-O at Total Steve-O on Twitter, and the at Total Steve-O podcast is, is all over the place as well. So track that down and give it a listen. Yeah, definitely do. Uh, Steve-O says, used to ask this question all the time on online dating. For me, it's gym in the morning, go to the zoo for a few hours, watch the 4.30 Premier League game, followed by a Sunday roast lamb dinner with all the trimmings and then vanilla cheesecake for dirt, for dirt, for dessert. <laughs> Interesting that he's also gone with lamb. So that, that makes me think what, what are the, the rankings for like the, the meat on a, on a Sunday roast. Oh, so see. you've got, so you've got beef, pork, chicken, lamb. Where how do how did they rank to you? See, I was going to put this out as part of the thing, and I thought it was going to end up in such a big amount of discussion, <laughs> argument, maybe, just a massive yeah. argument. <laughs> maybe we should have that as a whole separate topic on its own. But to me, um, and I know a lot of people probably aren't going to agree with me this with this, but to me, chicken is or chicken's my favourite, my favourite meat. Mm-hmm. So I would okay. I would have roast chicken above anything else. Okay. So you're just leaving it at one and then nothing else? Um, Rank them, probably, motherfucker. All right. Probably chicken, then... No, from fourth. So what would be the worst? What would be the worst? For me, beef. Not that I dislike beef, just it's yeah. it's just not as good as the others. I would probably say pork would be bottom. So for me, pork would be third. Okay. I would go beef next oh so i mean similar then next i would go now this has always been a toss-up because we don't have lamb regularly enough that i can put it at number one but i really do enjoy it when we do have it so lamb is a sneaky second but number one is chicken yeah it's it's place for me cemented at number one because we've bought uh, a rotisserie oven so basically uh, okay. you, you get uh, like the bar and like jab it through the chicken and it, it like rotates and it's the best way to cook a chicken it's fucking amazing absolutely mm. amazing so get yourself one okay but yeah chick- chicken is the winner for me yeah yeah me chicken's the best i have chicken for christmas dinner as well we'll, we'll, we'll roll that back why you don't have turkey or, no. or goose? No. We have chicken. Like turkey? I'm, start, I'm starting to really kind of, like, to contemplate our friendship. Like you just turkey. say these things. That, turkey's that, bland. That cut me. Yeah, turkey's quite a bland meat, let's be fair. It's not particularly flavoursome, is it? It's In comparison to the other meats that we just listed, turkey is... I would say the the weakest flavor of the lot. So, do you know how to rectify that? Well, you anything that I'm, I, I can't really because anything that I'm not too keen on the taste of, I just cover it in chili sauce. You can't do that on a roast, can you? You can. You can. <laughs> I, I know a, a guy, Lorraine's brother, who uh, he covers a roast with mayonnaise, like literally. Well, that's like, just getting into waffles yeah, country. Yeah, it's crafty. Um, but yeah, to to get flavour into a, into a turkey, you cook it upside down. 
It's yeah. only flavourless because they they've grown to have such big like breast meat that it dries up before the le- the the leg meat's cooked. So right. you cook it upside down, and the juices flow back into the breast. Yeah, fair enough. Which I'm fairly certain Sharon would have done. But it's still not as nice as a chicken, is it? No, I'm I'm not I'm not right. saying it is as nice Uh-oh. as a chicken, but Uh-oh. the way you like slated it as if it was that the Uh-oh. the wish.com version of a Sunday roast. No, like Christmas dinner <laughs> is in in theory, Christmas dinner is like the biggest and most important roast of the year, isn't it? Christmas dinner. That's the big one. You know? Mm-hmm. Why would you have a lesser quality meat on the biggest and most important? Why wouldn't you just have what you like? Just because tradition dictates, you know, eat a fucking turkey. Because it's Bollocks. fucking Bollocks. because it's tradition. Why then give gifts on that day when you could just give them whenever you want? It's because it's fucking tradition. That's why. It's not the bloody same without thing. tradition. Cats and dogs will be living together. It would be just the world will go mad. So <laughs> start eating turkey. Britain depends on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dad in the chat, Goose, how posh are you, Max? You'll be eating swan next. <laughs> Do you know, I would, I would happily eat swan if it if it were legal. I'd give it a try. I'd yeah, give it a try. I would. Oh, we're done with Twitter, by the way, Max. If you want to get shot of that, <laughs> brilliant. <That's laughs> are you sure you haven't missed any? I don't know. I, don't I think feel so. I, f- I feel you've uh, ignored Cam. Oh, bugger. In that case, you'll have to read it out because I haven't got that one. No. Sorry, Cam. So's Cam. Uh, Sa uh, clearly doesn't respect you oh, as a God member sake. of the CWF. So <laughs> I, I will. Um, so Cam's perfect Sunday would be a later wake up from the kids, probably 6.30 a.m. Jesus Christ. Do, do, that's one of the things that makes you hate kids, isn't it, when they get you up dead early? Hate kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A family breakfast first of either scrambled egg on toast or pancakes. The thick ones, of course, I make a cracking pancake. Cracking. Mm-hmm. A nice walk and maybe some sport on TV. Very, so, these are so similar to his, his brother's. Uh, it's, it's unreal. Finished off with a good Sunday dinner, a meat of the trace of the family, and just a veg for me. Roast and mashed potatoes, leeks, carrots, parsnips, Yorkshire pudding, Extra for after with golden syrup, uh, cauliflower and broccoli cheese, sublime. So, what veg do you have on your roast then, sir? Obviously, you've Me? said only one kind of potato. I mean, we've had Dan uh, and I, I uh, Cam tell us what veg they have, so... Let us know I, what I have basically whatever Sharon gives me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what veg have we got in the cupboard? <laughs> it's normally peas. It's normally... Uh, what peas? Roast. Which kind of peas? Well, fucking green ones, obviously. Oh, you pill it like garden peas. No, petty, petty pot. Okay, so garden peas, yeah. Yeah, but they're different because they're smaller, aren't they? Garden peas are bigger. But they're still the same. They're fucking not. If they were the same, right, anyway. they wouldn't have a separate name, <laughs> would they? <laughs> For God's sake, what is oh, wrong with you this evening? Lord. We're not, We've we're, not even not... spoke a, a moment of wrestling yet in like 75 minutes. So, mm. peas. Yes. Carrots. Roast, roast carrots. Um, Sharon, parsnips. Uh, what, what do we have? Oh, yeah, I like parsnips. Roast parsnips. Yeah, bang it. And then I like a bit of cauliflower as well. Oh no! It's the tree. It's the look of trees for me. For cauliflower and broccoli, not mm. a fan. Oh, for me, like this, 
a la peas, uh, carrots, uh, parsnips, uh, two types of potato, and me, and I always get hate for it, but kale, uh, that's absolutely oh. amazing. Yeah, um, leeks, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I usually end up having way more veg than I do like the meat, but you've okay. got to have a Yorkshire pudding. Simple as that. Yes, yes without a date, mate. Without a date. Yeah, so there we go. Now, Cam's also mentioned um, he goes to the pub with his dad and his granddad at five past two when his brother Dan's fucked off home. <laughs> <laughs> but he stays for three hours. He's yeah. like the natural of the family. Three hours. <laughs> uh, uh, we better check in the chat before we talk about the wrestling. Uh, right, let's go all the way back. Um, Dan is saying his, his granddad, well, we've just outed your granddad as being a liar, Dan. Um, but he's saying his, uh, <laughs> his granddad only goes to the pub between 12 and 2. And he says he has one uh, a crafty before breakfast, one in the park. That's like the, the danger one, isn't it? That's the danger wank when it's in the park. Uh, one before bed. And you are a single potato heathen. Sharon's saying mashed potato is another thing. So do you have mashed potato ever? Like, do you have it with anything else, or is it just it's not allowed on your roast? No, I have it with like, Sharon, make, Sharon makes bangers like, and mash and stuff, and yeah, yeah bangers and mash, good, yeah. good. So you're not with onions full... and mixed in, and all, yeah, lush, lovely. And Dan Griffin says CW stands for crafty wang. I mean, it always stood for that. To be fair, how am I going to work pretended... that? <laughs> 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 we just pretended it was chain wrestling. It was always crafty wang. <laughs> CW forever, <laughs> forever, forever, forever. <laughs> uh, Dan is the categories for when crafty wanks are an Olympic sport: oh distance, speed, volume. Yeah, that was something I didn't, I didn't factor in. Dan, yeah, volume, amount. Yeah, that's if you can kind of like produce a lot. You That's what they did points. on Jackass, isn't it? Do you remember that? They what? They produced a lot of. They went the, to know, a sperm bank, yeah. and they basically had a competition, and they sort of had certain criteria as to who was going to win. And and what volume was one of the criteria? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. brilliant yeah, on Jackass. Yeah. Um, James says he can't eat lamb because he has two beach and freeze dogs, and they look like lambs. Uh, couldn't couldn't eat that meat, okay. uh, so his order is chicken. Pork, then beef. Yeah, um, chicken. Dan says, lamb, beef, chicken, and pork, best to worst. Chicken, third place. That's horrific. Um, Sharon slating turkey, chicken all the way. I do cook it upside down, but it's still gross. Tradition at Powell, Powell Palace is gammon on Christmas Eve, uh, chicken on Christmas Day, and chicken curry for Boxing Day. And yes. if there's some gammon left, maybe a bit of gammon in that curry as well. Oh, it's nope. banging. The curry we have on Boxing Day, mate. Fantastic, that is. Tra- tradition here is is either a, um, a full gammon, uh, a beef, and a turkey, or um, a three-bird roast, or a five-bird roast even sometimes. So. Oh. Because I'm posh. I, I want that six-bird roast with swan in it. Uh, <laughs> I might need to get a new oven. Uh, and Scottish Danny says, new T-shirt. I hate kids. I would happily wear that T-shirt all the time. Um, and Sharon, uh, petite 
Poise. It's mm-hmm. Petty Poise. So she says, on, on your plate goes carrots, potato, broccoli, bacon and cabbage. Mm. Yeah, that's banging. Mm. Fry it up together. That's lush. Surely it should be bacon and Brussels sprouts. Like, that's what it normally is, isn't it? Uh, I suppose, but we always have bacon and cabbage. It's really good. I, I believe you. Stuffing uh, and you always put in. Yeah, I didn't mention stuffing. Stuffing is absolutely banging. I always yeah. try and make more stuffing uh, than than we would eat, so I can have like a a chicken and stuffing butter. The, Charlie the would have. Charlie would happily. I mean, she'd eat a roast dinner. She loves a roast dinner, but she would happily sit there with a, a massive bowl of just stuffing and a spoon. Yeah, she she's, loves it, man. She's absolutely right to do that as well. It's absolutely amazing stuffing. But yeah, that's a. Uh, that's all the chat caught up. Okie doke then. Okie doke. I suppose then, Magsy. I suppose. At the early time of 20 past nine, just because it's <laughs> yeah, no, Jesus. <laughs> we better talk a bit of wrestling, mate. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Mr. Mags, you won the poll. You won the poll. I did. Um, shot a close one again. Mm-hmm. Um, talk us through well, basically why you chose this one, and um, I suppose a little bit of background as to why this this match. I, I'm not going to lie, a slightly odd match took place. Okay, so the reason why I chose it is because we uh, on a Sunday. Uh, this match took place on Sunday Night Heat, um, and it was a match that that a lot of people, and you said it last week on the show, a lot of people don't remember or, or just didn't watch because mm. uh, of it was uh, of its placement in, in, in the in the schedule. It was literally uh, taking place, or it was recorded and then uh, aired at, at uh, the halftime of, of, of the Super Bowl. Um, so, yeah, it, this was in the middle of um, the... The feud with the rock that made mankind uh basically one of the 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 big stars of the the the, the wf at the time so i thought it'd be fun to go back and uh and kind of uh revisit that and for yeah. you visit it for the first time yeah I, again i watched it today i can confirm now i have not seen this before yeah a, a lot of people haven't it's uh, quite interesting that uh, it's such a big match, and if I rem- uh, if I remember when I was looking to research, this got huge numbers as well. Uh, like I think it was a six point six Nielsen, which uh, at the time wow. equated to about uh, about twelve, almost twelve million people uh, or twelve million households watching it. Um, it beat out uh, the previous Raw and then the Raw after, and it beat out uh, all the WCW programming uh, uh, in the weeks coming in. This was the hottest show of, of the time period uh, for, for wrestling. Yeah, it was massive. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I suppose, spoiler alert, even though this match is however many years old, it's it's actually a, a WWF world title change. Mm-hmm, yep. Again, I had no idea. This this was in a, a feud between The Rock and, and Manka where that that title was hot potatoed quite a few times. Um, but um, what was interesting about it was the fact that it was in an empty arena. Um, mm. It was recorded uh, with no fans in attendance. The only people actually uh, 
in, involved in the match was that Vince McMahon was on commentary. Um, we had Earl Hedner as the referee and then the crew who were, were backstage, but in the, the ring and the, 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 the stands and, uh, the, the stadium, there was nobody. It was just these two guys having at it, uh, in a, an empty arena match. Yeah. And it, according to Mick Foley, it was something he wanted to do and he was very much inspired by, Terry Funk, because uh, mm-hmm. you know Foley's very open about his adoration for for Terry Funk. Terry Funk had a, an empty arena match way back when, I believe it was with Jerry Lawler in in the eighties. I, I think. believe so. Yeah, and, and that's why we need Joshua Goodwin in the chat because he would be he would confirm it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's weird for me. It's a weird one because. Uh, again, literally because there is no crowd. And on one aspect, it's really strange because, especially when they're in the arena itself, the voices are echoing around the arena as they're shouting, as they're selling, as they're, you know. I mean, Mick Foley is is quite a vocal wrestler, I suppose. Mm -hmm. He makes a noise every time he throws a punch and all this sort of stuff. So you've got all that echoing around the arena. You've got Vince McMahon on his own doing commentary, which is odd in itself but McMahon is also very much pro rock he's very much the, a heel yes. commentator here in support of the rock mm-hmm. so that's a weird odd kind of makeup in itself with the commentary and mm-hmm. the whole scenario it, it's the audio i guess is just so strange to me i mean later on it becomes brilliant because the rock gives is is comedy gold but the early stages whilst they're still in the arena itself i find it very strange max yeah i can understand that um this was almost like the the thunderdome and the kind of uh covid era of uh, mm. wwe before it ever happened um and for for a little bit of context um this whole feud kind of started at, uh, I believe it was Survivor Series, uh, where we got a kind of a rehashing of the of the the Montreal Screwjob, where Mankind, was, who was meant to, was that a tournament? Yeah, uh, for for the for the title. Um, basically, Mankind was uh, uh, was led to believe that he was Vince's pick. That he was yes. going to uh, win the title, and then when we get to the the final, it's Mankind versus The Rock, and it's uh, Vince has actually sided with The Rock. Mankind is in is in that uh, that era where he is a little bit simple, I suppose, and he don't kind of understand what's yeah, going yeah. on. Naive, um, isn't he? Very, very believing. naive. Exactly. I suppose. Yeah. Face value. He takes care of the face value. Maybe it doesn't mm-hmm. see yeah, any ulterior absolutely. motives. Is that yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a great way of putting it. Um, so he doesn't understand what's uh, what's happening, um, but he quickly learns that uh, that Vince is not to be trusted. Uh, we get to, uh, I think it's um, the Rumble, and Mankind had, had, had won the title, and uh, we were going into like, um, matches with more and more stakes, and we were getting matches that with more and more brutality. That that rumble match. Hopefully, we we may visit that soon because that is brutal. Oh, it's us, uh, yeah. It's um. It's uh, a lot of the basis for the Beyond the Mat uh, documentary where um we see just how battered in Mick Foley's face gets uh, with with the chair. But we get the match at uh, uh, at Royal Rumble where Mankind is screwed out the title in an I quit match. Uh, because they recorded him saying I quit earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it, it eventually leads to this uh the uh the empty arena match um where uh, Mankind uh, stole some money that Vince had promised to The Rock. I think it was 100000 from uh, Shane's trust fund. Um, <laughs> and um, he, he, he said he'd give the money back if they got this match. And uh, Mankind set the stipulation of the, the empty arena match, like you said, for, in kind of like in homage to one of his uh, best friends in wrestling. Yeah, oh, I bloody love Terry Funk. Love Terry Funk, mm-hmm. man. I mean, you mentioned there the Raw Rumble match. And it, it literally just popped in my head then when you brought it up, Magazine. In this era, I suppose Attitude Era, WWF, is is there an argument then potentially that Mick Foley is so is maybe Mr. Mr. Raw Rumble in a way, without actually being a Raw Rumble winner? Because you've got the, the, the match with The Rock that was... Everyone still talks about it to this day because as you brilliantly, you know, verbalized the, the chair shots and the viciousness of the match. You've also got the match with Triple H at the Rumble at Madison Square Garden, the street fight. Mm-hmm. You then also got the, 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 the moment in the Rumble where Foley comes back three times in, in each character or role he, he had at the time. In that Attitude Era bubble, I suppose, aside from Austin, who won in 97, what was it, 97, 98 and 2001, wasn't it? Yeah. Is Foley maybe the biggest Rumble star without winning the Rumble then? I mean, there's certainly a, a case to be made for that. Um, yeah, I think I think you, you may be right. Um, so I, I suppose you could call him the biggest Rumble star uh, not affiliated with the actual Rumble. Because there's been some wrestlers who uh, have... Have absolutely kicked ass in in row rumbles. Uh, been Iron Men multiple times, but never quite got uh, got the push from it that they, they perhaps deserve. But yes, yeah, certainly Mankind um, is is when you think of Royal Rumble, um, not the match, but Royal Rumble events. He's certainly one of the first people that you think of. Yeah, it's funny. You, uh, it literally just popped in my head because you mentioned about the match with the Rock and that, and I, my mind went to the triple h one and you know mm-hmm. it's it's quite a lot of memories from foley in that era isn't there yeah absolutely there is. yeah okay uh the match the, the match is just weird straight off the bat because all you've got is rows of blue empty seats so it looks odd but the whole purpose of it i suppose is to be different so it ticks the box it does what it, it sets out to do because mm-hmm. it is different of course but we very early on we get Mr. Stocko, uh, the Mandible Claw, and the Double Arm DDT from Mick Foley. Uh, but with Vince... He's on- not hanging about. No, exactly, exactly. Uh, with Vince on commentary, being the heel commentator as well, I guess, and sporting the rock, it's almost... I mean, the Double Arm DDT is, is one of Foley's big finishing moves. It's almost undersold, isn't it? It's almost like it wasn't... I don't think that was pushed as big a deal as a potential match-ending move by Vince on commentary. If that was Michael Cole, I fully expect Vince to have been screaming in oh his ear. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right. But, uh, again, that kind of shows the uh, the bias um, to to the rock that Vince, that Vince McMahon had. All the way through the match, he was uh, kind of... Uh, Putting down mankind, but and then highlighting everything that the Rock did um, as as the best thing since last bread. So mm. um, I think that I suppose that's the issue with having 
just one person on commentary if they show bias uh, you don't have that that kind of that um, second person to 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 combat against that, and I think that's why um, the likes of Gorilla Monsoon and, and Bobby Heenan and, and Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler um, they bounce off each other because you've got that uh, good guy bad guy kind of um, mentality, I suppose. Where in this, you just had the the heel um, mm. being pushed. Yeah. Okay. I mean, on the note of commentary, I know we're deviating a little bit from our main subject, but uh, I'm curious now. Um, what is your own preference? And then also, what do you think works the best? They don't necessarily have to be the same thing, but the majority of wrestling I've watched in my life has had a two-man team. Mm-hmm. So you have a play-by-play guy, and then what I suppose you refer to as the color guy. Yeah. Wrestling nowadays... Uh, well, especially with WWE on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and so on, you have a three-man team or a three-person team because we're getting quite a lot of uh, lady commentators and so on. And then, of course, you get the aspect of um, ECW's Joey Styles called a lot of the action on his own for the majority of ECW until until um, Cyrus the Virus, as he was called, what was his name? Don Callis, sorry. He joined him on commentary in the later ECW years. So the dynamic changed quite dramatically there. Does it depend on the product or do you have an actual preference yourself as to what, because sometimes too many voices be too much. I don't know. What are your thoughts on, on commentary and what works in general, I guess, is the question I'm asking, Magsy. Yeah, that, that's a, a really interesting question. I think it all comes from when you were kind of introduced into, into wrestling. Um, my, my preference would always be a two-man booth because mm-hmm. uh, you get that uh, the straight play-by-play and then you get the, the, the comedy and the, the kind of healing up uh, from, a, from the colour. Um, I didn't mind a three-man booth every now and again when you had like um, uh, a wrestling perhaps comes down to, to commentate on a match or, or something like that. Um, like a guest from, commentator sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah but okay. for me, having a permanent three-man booth is... Uh, is a bit overkill. And like I said, you have people talking over. Um, I suppose it's good for the commentators because if you don't have anything particular uh, to say, you've got more people to, to rely on to, to fill that uh, that dead air. But for me, uh, I, I sometimes feel that they talk over each other and they end up kind of um, almost arguing between the commentators and not really focusing in on, on the wrestling as much. And uh, there's been some times when I've, I've uh, been watching AEW and they've had four people on commentary and that just that's just madness. Uh, just Why? just anarchy. Um, in terms of a, a, a one-man uh, commentary, I think uh, Joey Styles is the anomaly there. I think Joey Styles is... The only person who has been able to nail a one-man commentary, aside from uh, a certain uh, Mr. Powell for EBM, uh, for his uh, one-man commentary booth was was particularly good. But yeah, for oh, me, mate. I prefer two men. Oh, mate, I appreciate that. Thank you. I only did a couple of shows for them, and uh, our, our schedules now don't quite line up as they should. I, I well, I suppose I might as well say it now. I guess deviating again a touch. Um, I'm, I've not stopped doing it it's going to happen again in the future and i appreciate i'm not going to name names but i appreciate there are certain wrestlers who have complained to me that i've not called their matches because my schedules didn't line up so that oh, was quite look at you nice in demand 
Oh, mate, honestly, it made me feel so, so good. I thought that... you was going to say we have been future endeavoured from yeah. EDM wrestling. <laughs> 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 no, it was lovely that uh, uh, I, I, I heard like, a, a certain guy was looking forward to me calling his his pre-recorded match and just adding the audio and uh, i couldn't make it work with what evm wanted with regards to they have quite a quick turnaround and i couldn't fit it in with, with the stuff i'm doing and then i i know that a couple of particular wrestlers were disappointed shall we say that i didn't get to call their match so that that was lovely to hear that really was a real big confidence boost for me because it was a whole new thing i was doing I called a bit for evolution wrestling as well, but that was with, with Benny Mack as my co-part co-commentator. Mm-hmm. And that was quite easy working with Benny and so on as well. But the solo stuff was, I found that very difficult initially. So knowing that the wrestlers themselves appreciated it, it meant a great deal. Good. Can't wait to hear you back on, on the airwaves with them. Well, we'll see how it goes, mate. We've got a lot, the stars got to align, I think, for it all to, to, to work out. But yeah, there we go. Back to the wrestling, anyway. Um, <laughs> we get The Rock. It was The Rock, I believe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically thrown onto the timekeeper's table yeah. where the, the ring bell is kept and the bell makes a noise. Dung. Yeah, and it's like... I, I'm, I'm hoping they figured out a way of working that. Otherwise, that was The Rock's noggin. That must have really hurt. I mean, he, later on in 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 the month, he he levels Mick Foley with a chair multiple times. So yeah, um, <laughs> one bell shot um, is is nothing compared to what he gives um, um, uh, gives Mick Foley. But mm. yeah, it, it gets pretty hardcore pretty quickly. This match, um, the, there's a, a spot where uh, the Rock throws um uh well whips mick into the into the barricade and he just goes through the barricade and like lands in 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 the seats like a, a couple of rows back really really brutal and then he buries um mick with a with a, a lot of the chairs and this is where uh, i think having um no fans kind of helps this match because you start you start seeing the rock playing up the, his character like talking to Mick whilst yes. he's burying the chairs uh, going on commentary with Vince McMahon um, this is where um, the match becomes really really unique because you get to you get to see all not only the wrestling but the, the shit talking that happens between the, the, the two as, uh, as the match goes on I think it's really really interesting very unique mm. I mean, the, the the Sunday Night Heat episode that this was aired upon, oh my goodness, Cameron Griffin in the chat there, a bell shot is never adjusted by Max. And you're right, because when ding your head ding. hits that bell, it is very painful, as the Rock Horn attest. <laughs> <laughs> the th- This is obviously pre-recorded in the arena before <laughs> an event. And yeah. we have the, uh, the... It's being aired on Sunday Night Heat, so Sunday night here is, you know, the arena is full. We have commentary there. We keep cutting back to the arena to get Shane McMahon's responses because it's being aired on the Titotron there, as they tell us. If you were the person who set that arena up, how pissed off would you have been if you went to get a coffee, you know, nipped off to ring your missus, have a cigarette, whatever, come back, and the chairs have just been smashed to shit after you've lined them all up? How, how cross would you have been? Oh, you'd, you'd be fuming, but as long as you're getting paid for it i suppose um and surely they would have known 
uh, two wrestlers rocking up into the ring and, mm. and no fans, surely they, they yeah. would have known, yeah, it's happening now. <laughs> yeah. Um, McMahon on commentary, we keep hearing, get him rock, get him rock. And it just kind of, it added to what we were watching. <laughs> yeah, to- it totally calls it down the middle. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love how we called but it down it, the middle. I absolutely love it. It added to what we were watching, but it's that moment. It, it backs up completely what you were saying, Magsy, about, about the commentary and, and balancing off each other. That's when you needed a Jim Ross or somebody yeah. else to say, come on, Mick Foley is doing this, and you know uh, uh, the, the, the play-by-play individual, I suppose. And, and McMahon on commentary actually makes a comment of Austin was supposed to be commentating with him, but hasn't shown up. Now, I've got no idea about this whatsoever. Is this something you... Understand, is there anything information there that you know of? I mean, Fo- uh, McMahon says he's going to go find Austin tomorrow night on Raw, but I don't understand the, why Austin wouldn't have been there if he was supposed to have been storyline wise. Yeah, so um, I, th- I I think it's because Austin was obviously the, one of the biggest stars in in the company. And, uh, they wanted to make sure he was he was still involved. Uh, he actually. Um, um, helped Mick win the title in the, in the first place uh, in, in oh. the beginning of January. So um, it's it's kind of like the the weaving of all the of of all the the top stars. I think Triple H uh, uh, and the Rock uh, were having a few previous to this, and then they uh, after this few kind of dies down, they go back into that feud. And Triple okay. H also helps uh, uh, Mankind uh, win the title in the first place. So um, there's a lot of moving parts in this. Uh, I don't know if if Austin was meant to commentate or whether that's uh, Vince just mentioning Austin because uh, he's the he's still on cold team Austin and you mentioned him and name um, value sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Ah, oh, interesting. Fair enough. Um, I suppose in a sort of uh, insight to what we're going to see at the rumble that you mentioned before, Maxi, we see some nasty chair shots here then, don't we? I mean, we some of them, some of them sound worse than they actually are because the rock is hitting other chairs with his chair. But then there's a couple that you get, you literally, again, wrestling in 99, you, they weren't aware of the things that we know now. So we watch now in 2022, knowing about the concussion issues and then the damage it can cause people. But we sat, oh, some of them made me, made me wince. Yeah. Um, they, they clearly weren't as bothered about CTE, uh, mm-hmm. as, as much as, uh, wrestling is now. Um, but as bad as the, uh, the chair shots were, it gets a whole lot worse when we start moving around the stadium. Um, we end up uh, in the kitchen, and we see uh, we see cotton candy, uh, candy floss being uh, used as a weapon. Uh, we see uh, the rock putting Mr. Socko in an oven. That was amazing. When he did the voice. Oh no, Rock, don't hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) We we see, um, we see Rock uh, hit Mankind with bread, which is just brutal. And then he finds a bottle of Jack Daniels, (laughs) struggles to crack the bottle open, takes a gobful and then gets punched clean in the mush. Uh, Then, we see uh, there's a, 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 
a lazy Susan stack full of plates, which gets her brought into the into the the match a couple of times. But then is that what that's called? Is it a lazy Susan? Yeah, the I think it's a lazy Susan. The the trolley that mm. has the plates on. Yeah, I think oh, it's okay. That. I didn't realize I that. Yeah. What's that thing uh, called that? Um, it's got a name itself. Has it? I suppose it's kind of similar to the size I've got here. It's a podcasting, but they put the food in on the thing and then it goes up the chute. What's that one called? That might be the lazy Susan. And now that does spring to mind. I know what you mean, like the elevator thing. Yeah, like the little lift. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's your homework. Find out what that's called. I will definitely do that. You definitely won't. Um, so yeah, we're, <laughs> we're talking about brutal weapons, bread, um, plates, chair shots, Jack Daniels, and then the worst weapon of all. This not only hurts the rock, it almost cripples the referee. Mankind destroys the rock with a massive bag of popcorn. He whoops the shit out of him with it, and the popcorn just ends up going all over, and then you see Earl Hebner trying to um, work the way uh, further backstage because uh, Mankind throws the rock through a door, and Earl nearly slips on the popcorn. It's absolutely hilarious. He does one of those kind of like double takes where you've walked on ass, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) brilliant. But If anyone ever ever clips something for TikTok... They've got to get you and me both simultaneously going, whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> but the brutal weapon of a bag of popcorn being uh, being whacked over the over your head, so it's, it's just horrific. So after that, we go into the catering uh, area and you think the food... Uh, the food wars are done. Oh, no, it gets, it gets better. So they have before, a... Before we move on, the popcorn... Obviously, it's all comedy effects and so on. There's a, it is a massive, massive bag of popcorn. It's, it's literally a bin bag, a clear yeah. bin bag of popcorn. Right. But there's a noise as well. That first proper swing of the bag before it starts going everywhere and he hits the rock with it. There is actually a no- It sounds like comedy because they're slipping on the popcorn, the popcorn. But that first initial swing and the noise it makes... It sounds like it genuinely knocks the freaking wind out of the rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably knocking the wind out of the, the blown-up popcorn, to be fair. And it sounded more vicious than a bag of popcorn has any right to sound. <laughs> it, this this part of the match needed uh, the, the 60s Batman logos where it goes thwack, thwomp, a wooga. <laughs> yeah, kapow, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, so yeah, we uh, the um, Mick throws uh, Rock through a, an exit. Um, he ends up getting uh, the the door kicked back into his head. But then we see uh, a lot of the, the the production team all sat around eating the dinner. And then there's a uh, there's tables laid around, kind of like the outside of uh, of, of of the room. And Rock and and uh, Mick are going down opposite sides of this table and throwing all kinds of stuff at each other. Uh, the Rock really sells being hit with a with a, a, a I think it's a tub of salad, um, and then he throws. <laughs> so if you imagine those steel catering uh, trays that they use to keep food warm, um, there's one of those with uh, with salsa. In, and he throws it in Mick's face 
and Mick sells this like he has been burned with acid. He's light <laughs> laid on the floor. Ah, ah, it burns, it burns. So the is this rock, what the rock dips a chip into. It, it dips a, a chip into it, tastes it, and he's like. It's mild, which is just absolutely <laughs> brilliant. And just had me roaring. Uh, he then, um, I think he hits him with, um, I think it's a squash. And he's like, I don't even know what this is, but oh, I'm going to hit you yeah. with it anyway. Rock doesn't even um, know what this is. By this point as well, Foley's lost a shoe. Yeah, he's just gone. And, and, he, and his sock is, is rancid. But that yeah. sock will come into play uh, a little bit later on. Uh, but yeah, yeah the, the it, Rock also. I mean, don't get me wrong. Vince McMahon, he loves a food fight, doesn't he? So this must be right up his street. He's probably getting a massive. He'll be having account. a crafty. Yeah, he'll be having a crafty. He'll be having a crafty. But there, there is. I mean, Foley's obviously wearing the the white shirt, isn't he? Which adds, I suppose, to the visual because you've got the salsa sauce and all, all the stuff all over the white. The white all over the white no, the shirt. And The Rock tells him off at one stage and says, stop making a mess. <laughs> uh, he throws him into uh, a tower, which is on, on the corner, pours um, uh, a Pepsi over him. Um, then they end up in an office, which, again, yeah. was just absolutely brilliant. The, uh, so you've got the office workers are, uh, are there. Um the phone rings, <laughs> the, the rock answers it, um, and he says, oh, you want mankind? Well, he's a bit busy because he's got uh, the rock's foot in his mouth, and <laughs> it rings again, and the rock, and this just shows how good of a, uh, a comedian the rock was when he's going, uh, oh, uh, this is a Smackdown hotel on the corner of Know Your Old Boulevard and Jabroni Drive, Um the uh, man can't, can't talk right now because he's tied up and he's there choking him with the phone cord. Stops to have a bit of a flirt. The woman uh, with one of the, the people in the office, she says, uh, yeah, she's not interested in the rock strudel. So he calls her fat. Yes. <laughs> so you're too fat anyway. Tells I her to beat it. <laughs> I mentioned <laughs> earlier on about um, watching the match and then going downstairs and talking to Sharon about, about it before coming up to, you know, be live and broadcast with, with your good self, Mags. I, I spoke about The Rock here, and, and my wife is a massive rock fan, and she remembers this era, and you know the the, the, the sort of tracky bombs with the two white stripes down the sides and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And, and we both agree, it's like he's supposed to be a heel, but you can see how he ended up becoming the babyface version of this character because mm-hmm. he is just so entertaining. And, yeah. you know, Sharon, I loved him. Even as a bad guy, I loved him because he was just so funny. Yeah. He, he had that innate skill of using exactly the same character, but with this, the slightest difference, and he would be the best baby face and the yeah. worst heel. So good at it. Yeah. I mean, Jake Roberts talks about so, that. Yeah, deal, uh, so after being distracted by uh, the, the lady in the office, that gives Mankind the opportunity to, to get back at, uh, at The Rock. And they end up brawling uh, into um, the hallway and then the loading dock. Uh, and w- you kind of get telegraphed the ending because uh, the camera angle, uh, in the, just in the shot, you see this uh, pallet with uh, beer kegs on. And then all of a sudden it starts lifting up. Now, if you've never watched this match before, like you, Ant, that you may not have, uh, have, have noticed that. But when you know, know where the... 
when, I expect where this is going. Yeah, so you know what the finish is when you see that uh, that going up. So uh, we see um, basically just a bit of brawling now in the uh, uh, in in the loading dock. We see uh, Mick Foley take the grim sock off. I mean, this sock has got salsa chips. Peps, uh, it it looks rank, and he uh, he he hits the the soccer, uh, makes uh, makes the rock pass out, and then mankind looks around his surroundings and looks where the rock is, looks at the forklift truck, looks back at the rock, and he's you can see the light bulb going off in Mick's head. He's got an idea. He very, very politely asked the, the forklift truck driver to, to get off. Um, Will you get off, please? It was... Yeah. It was even, even McMahon just, of course I will, sir. Yeah. yeah, even McMahon. How dare he be so polite? <laughs> Look at him, the evil bastard. And then he's going to run over the rock. He's going to run... And he doesn't run over. He just shouts, down, down. Pulls down um, uh, the, the forks of the truck. And this is where I think... The the camera angle on this, I think, kind of it it takes away from this match for me because yeah. you see a top down view of the rock um, as if the there's a camera on the pallet uh, and and it's focusing in on him. Um, eventually, the pallet is on Rock's chest, meaning he can't uh, kick out. Uh, his shoulders are pinned down. Mick climbs on the pallet, leaning on the beer kegs, gets the the win. Handed the title, uh, and we we basically end with Mick showing off and the Rock bad mouthing Mick, uh, says they call him a cheat. But yeah, um, that's the end of the match, uh, and a hell of a lot of fun. Mm. I'll, I'll tell you what. I mean, there's a couple of things I want to go back and and comment on very quickly before we give our ratings, Maxi. But you mentioned there a hell of a lot of fun. I, I've basically just sat back for the last 10 minutes or so and let you run through the majority of the match. And I don't think I've seen you visibly so happy when talking about wrestling in such a long time. The mm-hmm. grin on your face explaining some of the comedy moments in this contest was superb. It's it, because it, oh, it, it, it is that it is that enjoyable. It is that funny. I mean, as a wrestling match, it's, you know, it's no Omega Okada. It's no Steamboat Flair. Of course not. It's probably no funk lawler, don't get me wrong, but it's it's entertainment. It's it is what it is, I suppose. It's sports entertainment. And it is I mean, the grin on your face as you were talking us through those moments is probably the biggest advert for anyone out there who has not seen this match before to go back and watch it again. Just because of the, the sheer enjoyment and, and fun that I had listening to Magsy then, and the Magsy obviously had explaining the match to everyone. If you've not seen it, go back and watch it when i first started watching this today i was a bit like oh fucking hell i wish helen sal won by the end of it i was thinking that was that was gold that was so funny and i I think the thing is um you could have the best technical wrestling in the world and i uh i will uh lord um technical wrestling to the hills it's amazing uh when you see some of the things that wrestlers can do uh it just absolutely beggars belief but the whole the reason why we as kids got into wrestling was because of the outlandish characters and because it was fun Mm -hmm. 
Yep. As, as kids, you didn't watch wrestling for the technical skill. You didn't watch it for the the submission moves. You watched it because it was it made you laugh. You heard swearing, so that was like a taboo. Um, <laughs> you, yeah. It, and this, for me, it was not a five star technical uh, classic, but for sheer entertainment. It it was up there with with some of the the best because it puts a massive smile on your face. Two uh, two really good wrestlers clearly having the time of the laugh in a in a uh, a very unique match setting. Yeah, I mean, this could warm the heart of anybody who is kind of soured on wrestling because it's just it's just fun. It's just absolute fun. Um, yeah. And it, for me, it's, it's, we've, we've, we've lost that in wrestling, uh, especially with, with WWE, because they've obviously kind of, uh, they, they're going for a younger demographic. But we've seen AEW bring things like this back with like the, the stadium stampede match, uh, for example. Very, very reminiscent of this, where it's, it's daft. It's silly. It's spots that wouldn't normally happen in a wrestling match, but you can't help but have a smile because it it just it just makes you enjoy wrestling. No, I'm I'm gonna sort of echo your sentiments there, but I'm gonna use a couple of examples as well. As everyone's fully aware, AEW has been the company for my house because of my daughter's adoration for the likes of the Bucks and so on. And we started watching it at the beginning and it's, it's AEW pay fees are a big deal in my house. I book time off work and sneakily try and let my daughter stay off school the following day to watch them and all that sort of stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, as everyone's more than aware through chain wrestling and other shows I do, I often look at Charlie and her reaction with certain things to gauge I mean, she's she's a twelve year old girl. It's interesting gauging her thoughts and her reactions. And I'm a forty one miserable bastard, you know. So my opinion on certain aspects of wrestling can be different to hers. I'm not necessarily the catchment area that these companies are after anymore. So I look to her and sort of try and gauge what she thinks, how she feels, how she's reacting. So many moments in AEW with the silly spots, the crazy matches, the sort of jokey stuff, the mimosa match. It was it was mimosa, wasn't it? With Orange Cassidy and mm-hmm. yeah, with Orange Cassidy, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was nonsense. Orange Cassidy himself, for a long time, I thought was absolute nonsense. I did not get it, but I look at my little girl, biggest grin on her face ever. Loves Orange Cassidy, mm-hmm. loved that match, and I'm thinking that's what it's about. I can watch yeah. Kenny Omega in the main event put on a five star classic, and that's that ticks the box for me. That's worth staying out till four five o'clock in the morning for me. But if you have every match aimed at that, you're not going to have people like Charlie and other kids, I suppose, getting that spark that we had, Maxi, back in the 80s and the 90s and so on, that hooked us in. And and wrestling needs that. We need to be bringing in younger fans, younger eyes, younger opinions. Because ultimately, it, yeah, we're not going to be around forever. We fought out of love with wrestling. For a long time, I fell out of love with WWE. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, if younger fans aren't coming in, these companies will wrestling will die, and you know what's left for people to watch. Then it's you know, so stuff like this, not a five star classic as you said, but so bloody entertaining. 
uh, yeah. a spot I wanted to re you know, refer to back. Uh, sorry, refer back to that we didn't uh, touch upon. Maybe when it when it happened was the fighting at the steps, and they reached the top where, like the um, I suppose the concession stand, the merchandise stand is, and yeah. it's not very well lit. First of all, which I think added to the authenticity of the match it made it more realistic because why would that be lit the match is happening supposedly in the ring so why would that area be lit so that added a certain realism to me mm -hmm. but then the rock kicks foley down the stairs and he rolls and he rolls and he rolls and it's big bumps and, and it looks nasty but then it gets to a point where the momentum's kind of stopped and he kind of throws himself a bit further that's the one little niggle i've got with this that kind of took me out of it a touch i was a bit like okay that's that's a little bit maybe maybe too try hard Max, yeah, what did you think a little bit rolling and... yeah yeah i agree with you um i think it's a very uh minor thing in a in in a match and I, I suppose a lot of what was happening was being called on the fly um because mm. this did, didn't feel like a match that they uh booked um to the letter and and kind of practiced like like most matches, this was definitely a what props are available, what kind of um, um, comedy uh, spot can we get out of it, and um, and and let's just play by ear. So yeah, I understand that um, you're being a bit uh, perturbed by the the try hard, but in the grand scheme of things, it was one. Small yeah. thing in in a match where a lot more could have gone wrong. Um, yeah, it was a very, again. It was a very small thing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, okay then. I suppose out of ten. Right. So it's hard to give it a ten because it's not the 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 classic uh, five star technical uh, um, wrestling match that that usually warrants a ten. But if you want to be entertained by a wrestling match, you can uh you can't go far wrong from this because yeah, you're not getting uh um the you're not getting the the, the matches of a Bret Hart or a, a of a of a Chris Benoit, uh, that kind of a, a wrestling talent. But you're getting a bloody barn burner of a match. So fun. So many great spots. These two, they, they have so much chemistry with each other. It's absolutely unreal. They, they play off each other really well. And you finish watching this match with a massive smile on your face. And there's multiple times where you, where you will belly laugh. And yeah. that, for me, is a massive factor in wrestling. So this rates highly for me. Um, I, I think I'm going to go with 8.5. Why? That is very high. Why? Okay. Um, my standpoint is I always try and look at the in-ring action. <laughs> There's no, not much in-ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from an entertainment standpoint, this is incredible. This, this made me... And, and I'll tell you what, I look back on it more positively now than when we first went live because of your enthusiasm you've made me more i suppose open-minded to what this is as opposed to being a cynical old man looking at uh, wrestling i mean know. how can you not love mankind being burned with mild salsa it's just <laughs> hilarious <laughs> just selling it like he's been burned it's, yeah, it's amazing a good point. um 
I, I can't go quite as high as yourself because I know I've given matches an eight and eight and a half and that sort of area that I would go back and watch again and again and again over this. Okay. But if you want, what would it be? 15, 20 minutes, 25 minutes of just nonsense to put a smile on your yeah, face. It's I, daft. I, it's properly daft. I would happily sit down tomorrow when Charlie gets in from school and say, watch this, knowing she's going to love it. From that, I'm probably going to go a seven and a half, which is higher Oof. than I thought I was going to give it when we came into the show. So, so what what were your initial thoughts then? What number my, were you going to give it? Initially, I was thinking six and a half, seven. Jesus I was looking wet. I was looking more. You from, cynical old goat. Exactly. That's what I am. That's exactly what I am. <laughs> you know, but your enthusiasm and just the fact that as as we've ran back through certain moments. I was like, yeah, that was quite funny. And that, yeah, that was great. And the rock was so funny there. And it's opened my mind a little bit more to the entertainment side of it, as opposed to the wrestling side of it. And ultimately this is WWF, WWE. It's sport entertainment. Mm -hmm. It's not Okada Omega in new Japan, where you're looking at a wrestling match. This is something slightly different and it does what it needs to do from that aspect. And again, I want to sit down now and, and watch this with my girls. I want to sit down now and rewatch this with my wife because I think it's 20 minutes of just fun and wrestling should be fun. So there we go. Absolutely right. Ah, fair enough then, Magsy. Fair enough. Where shall we go next week? Now, I'm very intrigued to see where we go here because obviously The Rock's career is very... Uh, exciting and long foley's got various you know uh, the, the, the stipulation uh, all sorts going on what have you got for us mate okay so for me watching this back um it it reminded me of just how uh good the rock and mankind were together this storyline uh built from the survivor series the, it it rolled on all the way uh into the lead up to wrestlemania and then uh, even post-WrestleMania, these two were, were kind of like entwined. We get the whole rock and sock connection, stuff like that. Um, so I think there's more legs in in kind of like talking about these two. Um, and there's also some very historic moments that, that this feud is a part of. So I want to go back a little bit earlier in this feud okay. uh, to the beginning of January um, to... Uh, an episode of Raw, uh, January the 4th, and this is where uh, Mankind, Mick Foley, wins the title uh, in this feud for the first time. Um, his first time in his career. Um, now, the match isn't that long. I think it's uh, around 10 minutes, but it's incredibly significant in, in wrestling because this is seen as a massive turning point in the Monday Night War. Yeah. But this isn't just because of what happens in this match. It's also because of what happens on the other side. So I am proposing next week we do a simulcast. So I want to cover uh, Mankind versus The Rock um, for the for the for the towel. But also I want us to to kind of um, to talk about what happened on WCW Nitro because 
we see Tony Schiavone uh, giving away the results of Raw, which is what uh, WCW did at that time. And he makes a, a comment that has gone down in the annals of history as, as the, one of the points that turned the tide for, for uh, the WWF. Uh, and then also, I want to look at the main event of that WCW uh, show, because that's also a massive uh, um, point in history of wrestling. It's the finger pork of doom. Ooh. So, a lot happening on this one episode of Raw. We've got Mankind winning his first title. We've got uh, Tony Schiavone essentially handing them the ratings with what he says, uh, being fed by Eric Bischoff. And then we've got one of the uh, preeminent Hall of Lame nominees in the finger pork of doom. So, that's what I want to cover. I want to cover January the 4th, 1999. Why? I, I don't even think I, I can put anything up against that. That's well, that's you have insane. to. It's the name of the game. Sir. I know it's the nature of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I want to do that. I want to do that. Vote for Mags. Ignore me. Um, <laughs> January the fourth, nineteen ninety nine. I mean, if you'd have just said The Rock versus Mankind from that Raw, the crowd, the yeah, Magsy in always looking for ways to break the rules. My wife says in the chat. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, if you just put forward that episode of Raw, the crowd reaction, I mean, when Austin comes down during the main event, the noise for Austin is potentially one of the biggest pops I've ever heard. It's yeah. insane. That moment alone is worth I, looking at. I mean, even going back to uh, earlier in the show, I think uh, Mankind has to uh, face Triple H to, to get his tile shot. Um and Triple H beats him, and Triple H feels guilty that he's beat him because everybody loves Mankind, uh, and he's he's the 1999 version of Kofi Kingston or Daniel mm. Bryan, where uh, the authority figure are throwing everything at him to, to stop him becoming uh, the guy, and so when he does win the, the big one, it's it's so much sweeter. Uh, and I think um, it'll just be interesting to, to have like a, a look back 20 odd years after the fact of just how important this one night of wrestling actually was yeah yeah totally and the fact that we could look at a little bit of nitro as well and the comparison everything about it what, what a great what a great option on the poll uh but i do have to put something up against it sadly um <laughs> my option is also involving mick foley but in a previous guise as cactus jack and i'm looking maybe a little bit more brutality, a little bit more, um, a, a little bit more viciousness in the contest. I would like to go back to Halloween Havoc 1993 again, using Mick Foley as the link, and a Texas Death match between Cactus Jack and Big Van Vader. Now that match Oof. is rough, and it, it's you know, it stuck in my memory as a kid. It definitely stuck in Foley's memory because of what happened. <laughs> But I, I oh man, I want to watch Jack versus Vader. But at the same time, the option you put forward, what a poll we've got this week, Max. Yep. So it's all on you, CWF. Do we go and see uh, one of the the most brutal mainstream wrestling matches, or do we get to see Cactus Jack versus <laughs> Big Van <Bam> Vader? <laughs> <laughs> You can vote in the poll when it is up later in the week after the audio version is released uh, on our Twitter account at chain underscore. Make sure you vote, retweet, and so on. 
And as always, with regards to our Facebook and our other social media, feedback, always welcome. Send us what you think, what you want from the show, what you yeah, like, absolutely. what you dislike, anyone, maybe not what you dislike, I, I won't read that shit. But just <laughs> send in uh, as much feedback as possible. Let us know what you like, what you dislike, what we can do, I suppose, going forward to make the show even better for yourselves. Yep. I mean, like, like he said, we won't read it anyway. And he, said, he already said he's not <laughs> going to change the show, so it's, a, it's basically pissing in the wind. But do it anyway. No, yeah, seriously, that's... you guys you guys are, are the lapload of this show. Uh, so if we can do anything to make this better for yous, absolutely we will. Um, so give us your your thoughts, your criticisms, your prayers, mainly your prayers because we... We we do like the praise, um, but yeah, you guys are um, you guys are amazing. You absolutely yeah. are. I, I adore you all. And the fact that you've jo- you, know, you you've changed your calendars as well to join us on a Sunday night rather than a Monday night. We will be back Monday next week. That is the plan. So make sure you're marking that down in calendars as well. Um, Magsy, I suppose the only thing left to do now is say whereabouts people can find us online. I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't find me because I'm not online. Um, what, onlymags.com? <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> Jesus. That very niche. Um, no, you can follow me down here on the Twitter at PodFatherMags, uh, or you can follow me on TikTok or Instagram, I think is, is the same, at MagsAllPods. I don't post on anything because I've become a social recluse. Nothing wrong with that, Bob. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at SJP Words. But as I keep saying over and over again on all the different shows, most importantly is tracking down and finding and following the the network at SJP World Media on Facebook and Twitter. And via the main feed on SJP World Media, you get all the shows as they drop. So that is the Doctor Who pod, uh, the waiting room. It's coming back very soon. Conversations happened literally today. Uh, Back when with Tyler and uh, Scottish Danny Nitro Nights, the NXT show coming up very soon with Joshua Goodwin, giving an insight as to how things work in the ring sometimes from a wrestler's standpoint, as well as me talking my usual nonsense. Uh, all the stuff from Benny Mac in the corner, uh, looking at modern day WWE, the nothingness show on weekends, um, checking at Power Palace, where it's just a good half an hour to an hour or so of my wife mocking me. And rightfully I remember, so. I remember when you said, oh, it'll be half an hour. Yeah, yeah, things change, mate. Things change. Here we are, two hours, 15 in. and <laughs> Card subject to change. That's it. But there we go. You can find this show, obviously, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and that TikTok thing of me, at chain underscore wrestling. But again, go and track down the handles, the links, the podcast platforms for the network, because you get everything on there at SJP World Media. Don't forget about the merchandise sale at the end of the month the 24th mm-hmm. onwards up to 35% off and standard tees lowered a certain amount as well. Well worth checking out new designs coming up very, very soon. Magsy, I've loved this. This has been a bloody brilliant episode. I always enjoy it, but I really enjoyed it this week. Yeah. So that and be careful next time you have salsa because it can burn. Exactly. I'm off now to go and basically fill my empty bowl. Oh, fill my empty arena because i'm still bloody hungry i've been that, i've been that busy this week mate. that busy today i've not fed myself i'll speak to you next week my friend it's mild and here comes dinner feel mild
Stop.